Borgium. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 30th of no, 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 November 2013. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. Rip. And Robert Kemp. Hello, my name is Robert Kemp. <laughs> I'm an addict. It's been one month since my last game of Awesome Lords. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Stop wasting your time on that shit. <laughs> what do you mean? It's awesome. Closing uh, the name. <laughs> you can't say that at all. Awesome, so anonymous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. The problem is that would be AA as well. That's true. Like everything. Also not anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> AA is really the automobile association, though. God damn it. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to an AA meeting. I go to repair my car. <laughs> I'm going to make these roads better. Yeah, exactly. I want, okay. to, I, want to, I want to create decent service for people stuck on the side of a road. Exactly. I'm going to go and recover them. But what if they're irrecoverable? <laughs> it's irreplaceable. I know. It's, it, yeah, irrespective. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the word, irrespective. So the, the, um, you were saying irre... Irregardless. Oh, irregardless. So that's a combination of regardless and irrespective, which kind of mean the same thing, right? I guess, yeah. Well, and irrespective then, and regardless aren't the same thing. But No, irrespective and regardless aren't yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. And it's, I suppose irregardless is like people trying to say irrespective, but then sort of forgetting. Forgetting and, and turning <laughs> go, it Go to a different word. <laughs> okay, uh, whether it's like, no, abort. <laughs> go to the word that I actually know. Irregardless. Ah, uh, Yes. But apparently, irregardless, real word, even if dumb and, and double negative. So what's going on? Mm, don't know. News. What's going on? <laughs> I stole your bit. <laughs> <laughs> you set up for it, and then you can do it yourself. News happens. The shit's been going down, man. Apparently. It? It's, well, it's yeah. welcome it's to the it. next generation. Officially, okay. but, it's not, but it's no longer next, is it? Do we have to start calling it current gen? Yeah, probably. And last well, gen. well, people still call like it took years before they got over next gen last time, didn't it? I don't remember the previous time. Like maybe I just don't remember that far, but I don't remember people about calling Xbox and PS2 like next gen at the time. I think that started with three six. Because Xbox was their first one, really, so they could they could. No, they couldn't. It was just their gen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, PlayStation, well, I guess that was only their second one, but I don't know. GameCube. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe the tech that the phrase next gen only really came about in the. Yeah. So, maybe it only came about when everyone in, who was in the first generation was old enough to actually have a next generation. I guess. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, we can start using that. Now it makes sense. Well, yeah, but, but now- we'd already gotten through a generation change or two, hadn't we? Like, you know, the, the change from, I don't know. NES to SNES and then to PlayStation. Those don't really count. Why do they not count? They, because they that was like, because they're more like actual, actual real technology changes, not just like it's better. But you know, <laughs> but it's more but, or less but, the same. But that's the same thing, isn't it? That no, because it's like cartridges and CDs and. I guess, but they were all technological shit. I suppose you're right in the sense that this time round, actually, what is the major technological breakthrough that allows these consoles to be made other than they're faster? Yeah. It's, yeah, I suppose, and you may be right. Maybe this is the one generational shift where we haven't had any new groundbreaking tech to 
to define it. Because uh, like, I, I guess only really because of like what was Microsoft it last time deciding to shit the connect into the 360. If uh, they just held off on that and like maybe just wait waited. Well, maybe yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess last, well, I guess last time it was multi-core processing right. slash Blu-ray, maybe. Possibly, but the 360 didn't have Blu-ray, and no, but it kind of defines the PS3's like early um, marketing and kind of where their games ended up going. But... I guess so. I don't know. For the media, the storage media. I mean, obviously it's important, but like it doesn't really define the generation very well because the 64 obviously was still cartridge, and it you know that was a problem, but it, it was fine. Well, sure, um, but even if you're, you're like Xbox and PS2 era, kind of was the shift to DVD. Which kind of made a big that's difference. That's true. That's true. That's true. And then, yeah, shift to 360 and PS3 is multi-core, I guess. And shift to this year is, I don't know. We put television <laughs> in it. Well, the shift to this year is we made them less like their own thing and more like everything else. Yeah. Which is actually a good good shift. Which is actually good. Well, yeah, in a way. Or, or is it? Or does this mean that you know, in general, when it's sort of dulling the innovation from? Well, I think like, it'll make it, it easier. Do you to not think they cool just game. played safe? Well, yeah, true. But do you not think they're just playing it safe this time round? Maybe with the internals, bit. but I don't think they'll actually matter. But to the game players, because you can just Maybe. make better games, probably. If, I guess if it comes to a point where I, I, I wonder if like PC architecture is like just going to stagnate. Well, it probably, know, it probably will, because like x86 is actually. I don't really know much about it because it's quite hardware level, obviously. But from what I from what I've heard from people I know who are a bit more in the know about these things, it is really dumb, apparently. And it's just historically, you know, it's historical reasons why it's successful because yeah, the actual you, you architecture can't, is dumb. You can't is, suddenly is make dumb. a radical shift without changing everything. Yeah, like the instructions like presumably, set and everything is retarded. I, I guess presumably quantum may will change how we have to think about system yeah, design, maybe. But. That is a long way off, though. I know, but it forces us to think differently. Yeah, that's you true. Know, what, you know, what if someone suddenly came up with a, a... You know, I'm not just talking x86 or anything, but the whole architecture of, like, graphics card, motherboard, RAM, that kind of thing. What if there was just a very different way of doing it that someone came yeah, up with? Yeah, Like, exactly. what, if the core, what if the core motherboard's bus system was just wildly different you know, well it is different that that is what sets apart the the x bone and the ps4 from a I pc guess. that is the one is that is the, is the motherboard the fact that they're co-located everything onto like a tiny little space so you don't have all this north bridge south bridge bollocks and all this all this no, latency. The, the ram is literally right next to the processor on exactly PS4. exactly so it's like it's like because that's true on a, on your graphics card but it's not true for your whole motherboard whereas no. it is on the um on the on the new consoles, and it was true on the previous gen, but 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 they weren't the same architecture. They were PowerPC or whatever they were, or, mm. or Cell or whatever. But now you've got a similar architecture to PC, but you have all this like optimized, co-located uh, stuff, so that everything's super low latency. Although some of the old, some of the ultimate design, perhaps for a, like a, a gaming PC, is to hurt the more stuff that just moves onto the graphics card, and it just becomes like a games card. Yeah, well, that's kind of the way. I mean, the thing is with PCs, as you probably know, is you know, as we know, using our Core i7s or whatever, it's like the processor is pretty much no longer the bottleneck, and it is all about the graphics card now. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it hasn't it hasn't been a problem for me for a while, you know, like, yeah. given that I've got a first gen i7. I mean, it's no slouch, don't get me wrong, but it's yeah, it should have aged by now. And there aren't many things where I sort of go, no. oh, you know what, the CPU is my problem here. Front fortress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Well, the other thing about that is that or a turn on the... civilization will eat will suddenly make my CPU spike. Yeah, it's true. It does do a lot of ridiculous shit in those turns for some reason, even though it's not that complicated. <laughs> Maybe it's just badly optimized. Try to plan, I suppose. But the other thing about processors that you know your CPUs is that Intel are pushing more for like things like power reduction than they are for speed improvements. So actually, the new new there's been two generations, Haswell and and there's a new one, I think, and they're both like they're they're, they're not really that much faster. They're just more efficient or whatever, which is True. fine for them for their business for like. But for like, I don't really care about that for my, for a desktop PC. It's like things well, aren't know, really new. It, it's sort of double edged because I suppose if they make it less efficient, I'm oh, sorry, more efficient and better at it, then they can just like speed them up. They can put more power through them without worry of them heating so much. So actually, power increases through efficiency. Well, in theory, yeah, potentially. Like but, you uh, know, computing power increases anyway, yeah. at least on the desktop. And all yeah. that means is everything in our hands is going to slowly get very close to what our desktop could do. Yeah, that seems to be the um, the trend, which is weird, but yeah, fair enough. Does this mean eventually we'll have tiny PCs? <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> you know, or are they no. still going to sit in these giant cases? Well, I don't know because I mean these these Macs like that I'm using at work, like the the, the iMacs that I I've got a slightly older generation ones, but then the new ones they're pretty powerful and they're pretty much just. I think they're just the internals of their laptops, like attached to the back of a monitor, and the, and it's so thin, like you barely. It's like it just looks like a monitor. Like you can't tell it's a PC oh, yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. It's like razor edge at the at the sides. I mean, I wouldn't play games on it, but um, yeah, that's what I mean. I wonder if like there will come a point where everyone just starts sizing down. Like I always did wonder, like when min- things like Mini ITX and stuff started turning up. Yeah, and, you know, I was quite young at the time when that started turning up. But like, if it was just. Like oh this this is surely all PCs will go like this soon because who wants a giant fucking case under their desk? It just seems like this problem is still the airflow and the heat. It, yeah, exactly. That's my but problem. But it, it seems airflow. like the prototype for the the steam box is the thing that's finally going to solve that because they they solved the well the way they look at the heat flow thing is to have every like component in its own sort of separate airflow compartment, don't they? So the graphics card is kind of separated. Or whatever. Oh, is this, this is this from that um, not official Steambox thing, like the one that some other company said, "Hey, here's our prototype." Uh, I thought it was a Valve like, where, thing. Where does that come from? I, yeah, I yeah, think no. it was a Valve thing for no. What are they called? Steam Machine, not Steambox. Steam isn't Machine. It? Yeah. Yeah, Steambox anyway. is the one that's going to stick. <laughs> Steambox yeah, sounds yeah. better. <laughs> it does sound bad. Yeah, I can't remember, but I think it was a an, an example like Valve, like. It was purely an example. Like it was definitely not. This is our official okay. thing. But yeah, because like, there was because there was that. Um, I, I think a, a you know a third party came out and said, "Look, here's our prototype one," and it was basically a white box with the Steam logo on top with a a glowing no, ring around the edge. I think the thing I saw was a bl- was a black box, but maybe I'm thinking the Xbox One, which pretty much is oh. just a black box. <laughs> <laughs> Everything would just be black boxes. Uh, but yeah, it looked like uh, finally like. Well, it looked like, I mean, they must have done, right? I mean, it's not ATX, I mean, to be that shape. So maybe that will finally be the impetus to, like, downsize. Because it looked like it was a lot smaller than a full than a normal PC, but it had space for a giant graphics card, of course. So Oh, I see. So yeah. they built everything else on Mini, but just left this yeah. 
this well-designed area to slot whatever graphics card you want in. That's probably smart. Yeah, so I think that might be the future. Because I, I, when I saw that, I, I thought, and having used these Macs or whatever at work, I thought that, not that, I, I mean, I quite like a Windows 8, but what I finally thought what could happen in the future is my main uh, PC or my main machine for work and for web browsing and stuff could be a powerful laptop that I plugged into a big monitor when I was at home. And then I could also plug a Steam machine into the monitor for gaming and... And that, w- that might be it. Instead of having one... Do you see what I mean? You have all sure. the power, all the gaming always, power. Yeah, I don't know. A bit of me always does wonder about the, you know, the whole having two th- two devices thing. Because I kind of tried to do that for a while. Like while, yeah. like while my old laptop was still working and I had beef um, running, you know, I tried to keep that separation of like, oh, the laptop is going to be for everything non-gamey and beef is just going to be the gaming machine. But there just comes a point where you can't do that and it becomes, or you forget to do that because it becomes a chore swapping between machines. Right. And yeah. you're just like, or well, if everything's in one place, that's super easy, isn't it? Cause I can have steam open. I can be checking the it, downloading something. I can be that's true. cruising the store whilst coding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. That happens all the time. <laughs> well, well, sure it, it, it used to. Yeah. <laughs> definitely happened at uni. I do what I've been doing recently, not moving on to like my games or anything, but what I've been doing recently is browsing the internet Whilst having my 3DS sitting in front of my keyboard and doing things, and doing a thing on that, so I've got like one hand on the mouse and the other hand pushing the D-pad, which is not very easy to do because you're like looking at the, at the at looking at like the internet on my main screen, but then trying to like out of the bottom of my line of vision, trying to keep an eye on what's actually happening on the DS screen. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not practical. No. <laughs> what you really need is to set up a webcam looking at your DS yes. so you can have a little pop-up window near <laughs> what you're doing on the PC. <laughs> Obviously. The much more better solution. Much more much better. More better. <laughs> yep. Betterer. <laughs> Besterist. Yep. Hexagonist. Yep, exactly. Um, uh, so Xbox came out. News. I'm just going to send you. I know we're on the chat, but... Oh, no, I don't have permission to Hooray, send you a message. Oh, no, perhaps oh. I do. Oh. Message received. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> that's just a picture. Recorded, yeah. Oh, will it? Yeah, well, I, the, I the didn't hear anything. The message sound will come out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I, think well, it, I think it might. Anyway, I think it happened when we were testing, like last week, when Kippers were sending random stuff because it, it has like the text to speech thing on. So it was just sort of going donuts or something. No octopuses. octopuses. That was it. octopuses. Uh, oh, okay. I see what you mean. So they that's put like the, a tight Titan that, in this. Well, oh, that's pretty cool. They yeah, sort of like vertically mounted everything on the left, and then yeah. So I think that I when I saw that, I thought, oh, ah, this could actually work. Um, yeah, then, so yeah. It looks like they've just sort of detached the bit where the PCI slots normally are, and yeah, and moved, moved it, it somewhere else, it's like the other board or something. Yeah, so it probably is like normal architectural on the other side, but just oh yeah, bits of motherboard around. Exactly, but that's cool because that that will look like you know, you know to describe it, it looks a bit like an Xbox sort of size. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And and actually, looking at the uh, the picture of it. Uh, you know the the example case for the Steam machine. It looks exactly like a bloody Xbox One. It's exactly <laughs> the same size. It's black. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that's quite hilarious. Well, anyway. there's nothing wrong with that because you know it's going to look fairly unassuming under your telly, isn't it? Rather than the sort of crazy designs we've had in the past for consoles. It's like I'm in two minds as to whether that's a good thing. I think the older me is saying 
Well, yeah, the Xbox looks all right under my telly. It just looks like another device. The Xbox under yeah. your telly looks practically visible because it's so <laughs> dark under your telly. It's just a big black lump. But some people might think that's a good thing. And it's like, well, but then the other side of me is going, but I want a purple cube with a handle on the back. <laughs> I want, <laughs> I want a goddamn transparent orange plastic N64. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is what, one thing about the xbox one it does not look, look like much fun for the old style you know lug it to your friends for land gaming or <laughs> no like my, my, my crystal original xbox yeah. and stuff like that and not that that was ideal for it but i mean it did was, you, you, had, you had the green one didn't you Zach? no or, i didn't i had a normal one no someone someone i knew had the had the green transparent xbox <laughs> someone did i had a normal one of course yeah it was classic anyway anyway so apparently i hear there's a new xbox yeah. I, I and I I I told my brother told me that there was a um a good uh, unboxing video on a site called HappySalad.net and it had uh, <laughs> yeah I turned out that morning it was just like <laughs> it was a bit of me uh, this is really bad because I, I knew Kippers was having I was in I sort of had a bit of a dilemma because I knew Kippers was having delivery problems yeah and it's <laughs> you, like you did want to piss him off yeah second. it's like what do I do do I just put it up and like do I, I kind of want to do this because it's dumb and you know I can't open boxes for shit so I thought that might be the comedy value and then <laughs> okay and then yeah and of course the side to me just to you know rub Kippers' face in it sort of won over and then of course he turned up on the Twitch chat at the time and was like <laughs> yeah mine doesn't arrive <laughs> they're probably not going to send it today but then he got angry at them and they did Oh good. Okay, good. Kipper's rage has a use. <laughs> At last. I couldn't watch that video. What do you mean you couldn't watch it? Well, like because the frame I, rate was bad and my webcam is terrible. Well like, you just can't talk about your balls mostly, so no. <laughs> <laughs> just maybe getting a bit like off topic because we don't actually need to discuss this, but I think you need I think because you upload at such a ridiculously high quality, I can't my street it's not like my internet uh, is bad. It just can't maintain a high enough download speed to okay. keep up with your frame. Yeah, no, I, have, I have been trying to tweak that. It's a difficult difficult balancing act because I kind of like to stream in 1080 when I can, but if I drop it too low, then it starts looking like garbage to me and my mind just goes, I can't broadcast that. That looks shit. <laughs> but then there's people like me for some reason can't watch. It's, yeah. like, it's not even like it's capping my downstream or anything. It's only going... It's, it's like Twitch doesn't know what to do with it because like, it, like, it maintains at like 100k and that's just not enough. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I've been downsampling to 720 now. Like, even if I'm playing in 1080, I'll downsample the video to 720. Right. And then, which I think I saved a megabit in space before it started looking like garbage. <laughs> but I don't know. I forget what my, my transfer rate is. It's like two or three megabit or something. Yeah. Which isn't, that's not that unheard of, I think. For inter- Like, if you go to, like, I don't know, if you're watching something on a on a major gaming website and it swaps to HD mode, I think that's the the bit rate most sort of, download that is two to three yeah i think it's just a problem for twitch it's like twitch doesn't know how to deal with it so it doesn't unlock enough download speed yeah, or something maybe you're right. <laughs> that seems to be what's going on i mean you must there must be it must allow you to do much higher than that because i've watched streams that are coming in at 60 well yeah and things like that 1080p 60 frames per second streams which that must just be just destroy i don't know because like my like 70 odd meg fiber can handle it easily but that must destroy bandwidth well they have some kind of like special it's like a uh subscription or something on twitch where you can when you get those highest when you have a stream that can do those highest frame rates and qualities it like unlocks the ability to change the quality on the bar which you can't do right. for like your oh, one see. <laughs> oh okay that kind of that's annoying yeah it does kind of suck weird Maybe I'm not broadcasting in an appropriate mode. I don't know. I followed all the recommendations, but yeah, anyway. 
Irregardless. Yeah. <laughs> Irregardless. <laughs> okay. Uh, Irrigationally. Yeah, yeah, I, I realise you probably consider a better webcam if we're going to do any ball cams in the future. But... <laughs> ball cam. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was fun. Um, it was kind of a cool process, actually, just because I, I had the day off work, naturally. Yeah. Um, because I, I figured, like, as soon as this thing arrived, I'm going to be too excited to just leave it sat there. Oh, Mum, it's too excited. <laughs> we're too excited. <laughs> and, and there is kind of a lot to play with in terms of getting it set up on the Xbox. There's a lot to just mess around with, which, which I think you probably wouldn't have got with, like, a normal console. Like, a normal console, no. you just plug it in and it, and it goes. But the Xbox One, there's a, there's a lot to toy with. And that was kind of fun in its own sort of, like silly geeky way you know like some stuff PC you didn't even do say again <laughs> then some stuff you didn't even do oh yeah i didn't realize there was the tv calibration stuff that zach and i just went through that solved that no, solved an overscan issue oh excuse me Sorts I, 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 about i've heard yeah. about that there's there's big issues with the 50 hertz thing in the uk or whatever yes um you kind of jumped that was my one complaint i think thus far okay. with the tv stuff you know despite the fact that one guy doesn't working and it doesn't integrate with your skybox yet and um, it's not passed through it's not passed well it, it's yeah it's not passed through the skybox the, the the xbox has to intercept the signal and do stuff with it yeah, which is really beyond which is where the problem comes from yeah the xbox has to be on in order for any of the signal to get through yeah um, so you can't you can't just have your xbox off and expect your skybox to still work which is a bit right. of a shame but um, yeah so, I, I can i'm not sort of worried about that um the biggest problem is that obviously UK TV is 25 frames for most things at a 50 hertz signal, um, and the Xbox natively doesn't run at that. It runs at 60 frames um, progressively mm-hmm. on a through HDMI. So yeah, you get a tiny bit of micro stutter that most of the time isn't noticeable, um, but you'll get the odd shot where it really is. Don't try watching F1 on it; that just looks like garbage. You'd have um, thought they'd you'd have thought they'd have thought of this, or they yeah, must have thought I mean, of this. I mean, surely the graphics system in there could be capable of just swapping to a 50 hertz mode, maybe. That's, um, I, that would be ideal, right? I guess. Yeah. Maybe they didn't think of it in time or something. Well, more troubling is the fact that by default, the, well, the, the, the best quality option you get on a Skybox is 1080i, not mm-hmm. 1080p. Yeah. Um, and if you've got a helicopter on screen and its blades are going chipper, 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 you can see the interlacing. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's like that's not good. It's like even VLC deals with interlacing if you turn an option on, right? Hmm. It's like so. So that's a that's a bit of a shame. Um, it's uh, as I say, most of the time it is really not problematic. If you're watching Friends reruns, for instance, you will not notice. Um, so are you? It's like, <clears throat> are you running your your Skybox through the Xbox? Uh, yeah, I'm mean, planning I'm, on I've, doing that. Yeah, I've been doing it for the past week, and I okay. don't really. As I say, it's, it hasn't been enough of a problem for me to get totally upset about it, but it is kind of sucky that it exists. And I, I, I know it exists. I saw it, and the first thing I tried, the first yeah. thing I tried was the freaking F1 yeah, because um, they were doing a practice session, and it looked, didn't look great. And yeah. since then, I've kind of known that it's all there. And it's like, oh, that must be because of refresh rate differences. And oh, it must be, oh, you idiots. Anyone in broadcast should know this. Yeah, come on. Jeez. So... It's yeah. It's it's not something I don't think they could patch out. It just seems know. odd that they didn't have it. I don't know. They're Is targeting it? American markets first, aren't they? Well, it's, it's apparently, just, yeah. You know, yeah. Fair enough. Europe is kind of the weird one. I think South America is, is it the South Americas that also run in PAL. 
Um, Might be. Yeah. So, so Japan use PAL. No, Japan used NTSC. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah. That's they sort of invented it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's, 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 other than that, the TV is pretty cool at the moment. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it with uh, the, like proper integration. Um, with the one guide and stuff because I can't really judge any of that at the moment because none of it works. Um, but it is cool that you can... Um, the stuff about the Connect being an IR blaster totally works, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. So when I turn it on, um, I've got to be careful not to say it in case like stuff happens behind me. Um, it's uh, Yeah, when you, when, you, when you say stuff, it will turn the TV on for me. It will turn the amplifier on for me. Cool. Um, and do exactly the opposite when you turn it off and so that's that's kind of awesome didn't they say that it shouldn't turn on when you're not looking at it didn't they say that it can tell that you're actually looking at it that, that might explain some of the problems i have with getting connect to work because sometimes i will just lean to the room and try and say it and it doesn't doesn't <laughs> really yeah i think i well, i think you, you may be right i haven't well, we can just sit here fit. and keep saying xbox on until something happens it could probably see us here is the problem yeah, I mean, we're it, not it, facing it. it it didn't turn on then but yeah it could, yeah, it could definitely see us in this corner. Um, I don't think it's cool. It can see you. Yeah. <laughs> How's your uh, connector placement? I hear that thing is quite big, sort of. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's uh, you know, as you saw, if you've watched, watched my I unboxing, watch it's unboxing. like it's actually like in terms of the dimensions you need, it's about the same. Mm. It's like okay, the, the the thing is a bigger lump overall right. because it's not on that little stand. Um, but it, it's, but you know, it's more of a, it's more of a block than a weirdly shaped thing on a stand. But um, ultimately, it's about the same size. Right, cool. Um, you know, it's a bit bigger, but not by much. Um, uh, generally, generally, I think its recognition is much improved. Like, it's they've made that thing a practical thing to use. <laughs> Although um, in some cases, too much improved, like the YouTube app, where it just well, won't fucking stop listening to you all the time. <laughs> actually, I think, I think the YouTube app is just sucky, because it doesn't. that's the one place where we have a real problem with it. The YouTube app at the moment likes to just turn on the listening mode like all the time. Even right. it, it, we even had it happen when everything went quiet. It suddenly came up and went into listening mode. And it's like, it's, I think... Like I don't know if Google actually made that app, but their their implementation of Connect is sucky. Um, and, think- and there's no option to turn off Connect for certain apps. I wish there was like a permission system, yeah. like on um, like you get on iOS, mm. where I could say actually don't don't grant Connect access to this app or vice versa. Um, I'd like to you know just be able to limit what it can do very precisely. You think that like the listening function must be something that Microsoft has a spec for that they give to developers. Oh, sure. It like... must be API-driven. Yeah. I mean, most things require you to say the word Xbox before it will do anything. Yeah. Um, it seems that... But presumably for games and stuff, they don't have to follow that rule, so you no. can just shout at the TV. I mean, like and the... I'm guessing the YouTube app obviously doesn't follow that rule and is listening for like any command you could possibly say <laughs> what you think it just without the prefix it just has a terrible list of commands that happen to have like the starting letters of every word yeah. in the english language <laughs> <laughs> and silence um pretty much yeah i think it's just a crappy implementation again something they can i hope hopefully fix just put the xbox prefix on everything and it will be fine um or YouTube, just have it, have it, have your own prefix. Oh yeah, yeah. Have your yeah, own. I Why wish not? you could change the prefix just to computer, just to be like Star Trek or Star whatever. Trek. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I would feel more comfortable saying computer than Xbox. I wonder if that's how. They, I wonder if they would. Say, 
I wonder if they released like a PC version of it, then then it'll be like PC do this. Yeah, they won't do they won't do that though. Although maybe they will in Windows nine or whatever. Well, but, uh, yeah, I think it's well, they might patch it into like eight point two or something. But they because uh, hmm. um, they're going to have to release a PC specific version of this Connect because obviously it's not USB anymore. Right. Um, yeah, they said you have to use that weird connector. Um, yeah. So you know they'll they'll have to make a PC specific version at some point anyway. Well, they they have adapter. said they will they will make a specific version I think because yeah. you know obviously Connect is very popular like modding stuff and all that. But then again, is it can there's the, there's the question could the software that's doing the audio recognition just be ported into some program that runs in Windows and you just use your headset or any microphone? But presumably, it's the the microphone array that makes the noise cancelling work well and stuff like that. But if you were wearing a headset and the mic's right in front of your face, surely that would be good enough for most things. Yeah, but, I expect so. I mean, it's interesting because they don't really have the kind of kind of natural language parsing that that Siri and the Google Android. No, thing they don't. Has. They don't. It's a very it's a very specific set of commands. But I don't see that they'll probably patch that in at some point. Like at some point. Well, they're working will... on. Oh, have you well, have you heard about um, Cortana? It's like this is Microsoft's Siri project, basically. Oh, yeah. No, I um, haven't heard about it's it. It's currently called Cortana, obviously. Okay. Is it Microsoft um, Research? Or? Yeah, they, and it's, it's their attempt to build a Siri or a okay. Google Now. Because um, when they so finally release it, it'll probably, be, it'll probably be better than Siri, you know, knowing them, knowing Microsoft, you know, when they finally yeah, get around They never, they never do any it. research by halves, do they? Hmm. Yeah, so it could um, be good. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think they could patch that. And it would probably be something that instead of saying... Like instead of prefixing something with Xbox, maybe you prefix it with Cortana and it goes to that interface instead, like you do by holding the home button on your phone. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's totally plausible. But that's the, that's the interesting thing about this generation that I don't think we've really necessarily had. It was because it sort of came as a bit of a surprise, I think, in the 360 and PS3 era, exactly what changed and like what they ended up doing and stuff like that. I mean, the, the addition of all those video apps to Xbox 360 was kind of a, a revolution in itself. Yeah. But I mean, then, you got but this to the time there's even people... more. There's all, there's yeah. like, you've got, we've already got most of that, but this time it's like, oh yeah, it's going to integrate with other stuff in your house. Oh yeah. We're going to have this Cortana thing doing natural language. And it's like all the, actually what is going what, how these systems can evolve is going to be real interesting. Now that we know we can't know they can. Yeah, I guess um, they're trying. They're trying to think of it as like a Trojan horse into the kind of classic Bill Gates house, where you can be like Xbox, turn the heating on, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or Xbox, I, close the blinds, or something. Yeah, but that's what they wanted to do with the cell. Where they were like, we will put cells in fridges. Yeah, but that <laughs> was didn't. just idiotic. Yeah, I, I think they were just like, uh, we, we, that was probably just the marketing talking off. It's like, what else are you going to do with this incredibly expensive R and D? And it's like, well, we'll build cell server farms. And, no, no, you won't. You're just going to build a million PS3s and sell them to the military, and then make them all obsolete. Love. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a long troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is really funny. Uh, yeah, so that stuff's cool. I, I mean, it's cool enough in the sense that, um, and, you know, according to Microsoft's cheat sheet, you don't. You're not supposed to raise your voice to it. You're not supposed to shout at Connect anymore. It's like, and I have had better success since I stopped doing that. Right. Um, since I started like specifically going, hey, do this for me. <laughs> and I just, just sort of say it normally going, hey, do this. And right. It sort of, sort of seems to be a little bit more active. Um, okay. It's, so, yeah, anyway, that's the, the general recognition is much improved. 
And it's a good thing too, because that is kind of the best way to get around a lot of the UI, or at least yeah, to so get I to hear. the stuff you're interested in. Because the UI itself is a bit confusing. It's a bit yeah. of a mess. Yeah, there's a lot of little things I don't like about it. Um, so, like finding settings. Okay, it, it takes you a little while to, to to remember this, but like settings is just an app on that thing. Um, there's no fixed place for it, except like. Top tip, if you push the menu button anywhere on the main home UI, actually on the pop-up, there's a shortcut to settings at all times, which is handy. Uh, um, it took me a while to find that one because there was a point where it's just like, how do I how do I get there? Uh, connect, take me to settings. And it sorted it out. And it's like... <laughs> so, yeah, connect is a bit of a godsend on that sense. Um, Can you use connect as the keyword? <laughs> no, you can't. You have to say oh, Xbox. I'm, I'm doing that just in case I trigger something in the background. Uh, I see. Um, I mean, I shouldn't. I have to turn it on first, but you know, um, it's yeah. So it's, I, I don't. I don't think the UI organization is very nice. I mean, it, the everything rearranges itself based on the last thing you did. So you get that little hot. There's a little bar at the button in the home screen at the bottom that shows the last four things you did with one yeah. space dedicated to the any any disk that's in the drive. Um, and then your pinned list does the same thing. So even if you've pin apps to your pin section, then they will move around based on the last one you used. Oh, um, okay. And then if you go to your complete list, which is in my games and apps, they do the same same thing as well. So they will reorganize most frequent to the front. I can kind of see the logic <laughs> behind that, but it's the fact that they then <coughs> don't offer any form of sorting above that. So right. you know, I, I, I just want an alphabetical list or I just want to see the games. And you can't just, have that even if you want it. Even no, buried, yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's not there. Um, okay, so I think they it's a bit of an have, oversight. There, there seems to be a kind of loose use of the word pin, doesn't it? If it moves, <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't set up a, like a, a home screen exactly as you want it. It's like I think the idea is you have to try and curate your pin list to be relatively small mm. um, for it to be useful. Um, but different and, people uh, want uh, different apparently, things. True. That's why it's nice to have some. I guess they've got the trouble is that these consoles have got so complex that you're starting to want the kind of customization that you'd w- always had on a desktop or whatever, but that you'd never yeah. needed on a. On well, a and this is where this is where Microsoft's stance is quite interesting because they seem to be going more than anyone else, more than Apple even, down the obfuscation route. So, like to hide anything. Yeah. That's, well, I um, hear there's absolutely no disk management whatsoever. No, no, the system will do that for you in some kind of vaguely described way. Um, you don't need to see your disk space remaining. <laughs> I, I will deal with that. These aren't, like, the, these aren't the hard disks you're looking for. <laughs> and I think for a lot of users, that's going to be fine. But for me, I'm not sure I'm okay with that. No. You know, we're, we're going to be heavy users of these devices. And it's, it's just, yeah, it, to me, it's like, well, I don't want you to... Like apparently, like the rules are that it will uninstall automatically things that are at the bottom of your recent list. Yeah. Um, and so I'm sort of sat there going, well, you know, what if it is a little a little live arcade game that perhaps I don't hit every now and then, but I will hit like once every few months, say to um, to try and just do a little bit of. Uh, you know, in theory, that might that should probably bump it up the list enough for me to for it to not be a problem but I'm, I'm just dreading the moment where i go oh i wonder i, I really fancy playing playing that for a second popping it like clicking its icon and it goes oh yeah by the way you need a 30 gigabyte download yeah we're like, gonna well, fuck you yeah well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just not, not gonna play it, that then yeah and it's like well that, that ruins it and it's 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, again, it's not something that there's no reason they couldn't patch in later, but I would just like it to at least give me the option to be manual. If I, if I was like, I, I mean, I'll go with it because I have no choice, but even if it was, even if the option was there, I think I'd go with the automatic for a while, see if there was a problem. And if the, and if I found found it annoying, the ability to switch to manual would be nice. Um, I mean, it's an interesting idea. Um, I don't think that I'm just, I'm like just not memory, sure it's for everyone. I I don't know who they think they're they're I mean, surely, getting surely out of people's hair. Exactly, yeah, everyone but... understands. Like when we were like eight years old or whatever, we understood that a, a save took some space on a disc. Took a or block. Whatever. Yeah. Like you don't have to be. Like you know, memory cards on your on your freaking um, N sixty four or whatever, or, or, or earlier. Like it doesn't blow people's minds. You know, it doesn't matter how young you are, or you know, yeah. that th- that is not the hard part. Like the hard part is is freaking navigating your UI, not understanding the concept of disk space. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it is kind of you know an admirable thing to you know it's a noble quest, I suppose. Yeah, sure. But, but for you I, yeah, have I to worry it's going to work it. for everyone. Yeah, I mean, what if you're people like Kips, who's making uh, like a million game DVR clips? It's like, admittedly, like when you upload them, you can put they like there's an option to push them to SkyDrive automatically, mm. uh, which is kind of neat because then you can just delete them off a console if you want. But um, I don't know. I, I think for some users that could become a headache pretty quickly. Um, which, which, and that download thing is kind of my other biggest gripe. Like the there's a it's a 500 meg mandatory patch that you have to download when the console starts up. So for most people, 500 meg isn't going to be a problem. Um, when I put Forza in the drive, it's like, okay, yeah, that that will install off the disk, no problem. Um, oh, yeah. But the first thing it says to me is, oh, hey, there's a six gigabyte update you need. Yeah. I'm like, six gigabytes? Well, that, to be a fair. fucking update? That's, that's probably won't be... Most games. I mean, Forza basically wasn't finished when it shipped. I don't think uh, it no, was like well, a... it's double edged because yeah, some of it is uh, yeah yeah there was there's there's like some mandatory updates you need to get for the game to work. But the other half is, is that I think the game downloads all of the DLC, yeah, whether you want right. it or not, because you need to be able to see the cars that other people are driving. Um, I see. So I think, and you know, it has day one DLC, which is a questionable practice at the best of times. Yeah. But there's. Um, but there's a bunch there's a of microtransaction of... cars, right? So, so oh, yeah. is this a case there's... of a lot of cars that you actually literally have the data for, but you need to pay to access? Or yep, great, love it. I mean, Typical. I mean, I'll talk about that later in its application to the games because it applies to both Forza and Killer Instinct in very different ways. Um, well, in in a very similar but different way. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think the big problem with their UI is they they. I guess it must have been a Microsoft mandated thing that like now more games are trying to use their same tile thing for the menus. And that just right. makes everything really confusing because it's like, am I looking at an Xbox menu or am I looking at a game menu? Well, <laughs> Especially for- the closer they get stylistically to each other, it makes it even more confusing. I think for most cases, so far I haven't really had a problem with it, except in one very obvious case, which is EA's new menu systems. I think those are shocking. And I think like, it's really like, weird, the metro menus on, on main menus of games. It doesn't fit. It looks weird. I mean, look, every, yeah. every game looks I mean, like um, Gran Turismo or whatever. Like that had that <laughs> I mean, kind of ridiculous I mean, Forza, box thing. Forza does it, but with like the flat design, and it only really does it right at the top. Yeah, at the, at the very top menu. 
Like as, you, as soon as you start digging in, it looks more traditional. Yeah. And okay. like the EA, the EA menus are just a nightmare because <laughs> each button doesn't just do one thing. Yeah, they have. A it's little... like there's a there's a sub menu that you use the right stick to shift through, and something will just and that's that's just bad because that's hiding functionality away that you have to try and sift through stuff to find. And and the, the the way that they graphically display it, it just makes it look like a bit of a clusterfuck of information, which doesn't help either. Yeah. Like, I think EA have just got it totally wrong. Um, but it must. It's like. They can't have just done that on their own whim. That must be well, something Microsoft is trying well, to do. Well, no, no, EA is the funny one. I think, I think EA saw it and said, well, we're like that, but let's EAify it. Because, you know, they've been de- the PS, the PlayStation versions all have the same UI. You know, it's not just a Microsoft mandated thing. I that's think. true, I guess. And Killer Instinct doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah, but that's like a tiny game. Yep. Does that even need a menu at all? <laughs> you might as well just be go straight to a character select screen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sort everything else. Just go to a fight. Um, yeah, I don't think it will be Microsoft mandated. I think it's amazing how quickly people go, "Oh, they're doing it this way." Let yeah, let's try that. Or like, uh, I was quite, I, I was quite astonished by when iOS seven came out. How fast all the like third party apps like updated to have a similar look. It was very quick. Yeah, well, it, um, I, I guess that's the beauty of flat design, really, because a lot of them didn't really have to change the layout of where things were. No. They just have to change the graphics of it. And, you know, to, it's like, oh, shit, we, we need to redo all our graphics. Ah, yes, but we don't need to worry about rounded corners or gradients. <laughs> no, we think it all simple. <laughs> well, speaking of other things which might, may or may not be Microsoft mandated that seem to turn up all the time, and this is maybe, like, t- jumping to a totally different section of this whole Xbox News thing, sure. but it's like... It seems like all those games have those terrible, terrible microtransactions. Yeah, that oh, is God. becoming a thing. It does kind of suck. Um, I don't get it. It's, I, I don't see how it can last because surely it won't actually make money and then they'll realize, right? <laughs> no, I mean, Crimson Dragon has been the biggest disappointment in this regard yeah. because... Because uh, it's crazy. <laughs> well, it has the... It's, it's, it's such a shame because it has... It's one of those games that has a lot of potential. It doesn't look bad graphically. It I don't know. I don't know. Every, every time I saw like a preview video of it, I just got a very bad feeling about Crimson Dragon. Like, mm. I think it does look bad. I think it looks really? bad from an art standpoint. Yeah, I think it looks bad. Uh, oh, I don't know. I think it's quite... Well, menus aside, I think the menus look bad. I mean, you know, the right. art style isn't that far from Pat's Dragoon. I think it, it hasn't got any of the, like, I don't know. It's it's a bit weird calling Panzer Auto like subtle, but Panzer Dragoon Auto had a really good style to it, and I think this seems like it just has a feeling where it's like a cheap imitation of of Panzer Dragoon Auto, even if it is the same guy doing it. There's just something about all the video I, I can sort of see what seen. you mean. Yeah, I mean some of the some of the dragon designs aren't quite as inspired. I guess is what they were. Yeah, you know, it's the little it's the little touches like how on. Um, the main dragon in Panzer Dragoon Auto, like so, like when it, the light class, you know, when it put its wings out, like the wings for some reason had that sort of circular pattern on them. And yeah. I think some of that sort of circular design pervaded into the bone structures of certain things. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that. There was a, there was a sort of, I know there was a more consistency, I suppose, in design, whereas I guess Crimson, while it shares a lot, I think. Well, I think it shares a lot with Panzer's design. It sort of misses that. What's the unique touch? Yeah, it, you know, what's it, the thing that ties it together? It's just and, missing uh, something. Because, because I mean, well, do, and it doesn't help that the gameplay is a bit of a clusterfuck of stuff. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, 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 yeah. like stuff's just appearing everywhere. It's way too fast, um, and, and, I, and it relies on a level up model, which isn't good for a shooter. I think that's a terrible, terrible idea. Um, 
and also those it's a it's a game you have to buy for twenty dollars and I think it's sixteen pounds um right. here that has Plants vs. Zombies 2 style hard gates where it's like you need to have grind ground your character, I suppose, up to this point in order to be able to progress. You need to have a certain level of money, which you don't earn fast enough to just go through the story in one go, to unlock missions. And it's yeah. it's really blatantly encouraging you to just buy random drop packs in order to improve your characters and stuff like that or boosters you know things like that it's just like it's just encouraging you to spend more money on a game you've bought which is like if the game was free to play i think no one would have a problem with this and then forza does it as well well forza does it but it's really you really really don't need to care about it you don't need to but it's like they it's like here have have on the end of race screen have two different places where it says you can push the button to buy boosters true (laughs) i mean but the advantage they're there and there's the the, there's the token system as well which i think carries over from forza 4 um, I think it's um, always been there. They but... fucked that up though, because the tokens are now like worth a lot less than they were in Fall of the Form, but the yeah. prices haven't gone down. <laughs> it's like the best cars are now worth like 70 quid. It's Monocle Gate all over again, yeah, basically. A little bit. But you just, I don't know, if you're playing the single player anyway, you'll just progress and be able to do what you want anyway. Well, so you know, I, maybe I, not so in far, the later so far, game though. Yeah, so, so far, it hasn't been a problem. Because like the later cars that cost like 6 million credits, Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah, you might not get that much. <laughs> I, I, I just all these microtransactions. It's like surely it won't take long. I mean, maybe I'm crazy, but EA only has to look at the numbers. Surely, if the, or if you look at the numbers for Plants vs Zombie and and then look at the numbers for Plants vs Zombie Two, surely you can just see that the first one clearly <laughs> made loads get, more money. People get pissed off by it. I mean, yeah. it's sort of. I, I think I'm disappointed in humanity at this point. It's one of those, like the free-to-play model works should only work for a few games. Like there is only a few games where I thought, you know what, this this actually pulls it off and it does it well. Um, there are most games where I just look at and go, this isn't good enough to warrant me spending money on, or this isn't good enough for anyone to warrant spending that much money on. Um, I don't get it. Yeah, because John not, was talking most to me about... I do not um, understand about Hearthstone or whatever, and that obviously will work. I'm sure that'll work fine. Collectible but, uh, card games seem like the, yeah. the perfect free-to-play game, like where you get exactly. some amount to do, and you have a very... Perhaps the free-to-playness gives you a very, very slow unlock path because it's so close to the real-life equivalent, and it's like, that's fine, sure. Yeah, that's Dota fine. 2, no problem, because it's all aesthetic. Um, TF2, same a, yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I have no problem with that at all. Um when you're looking at the, the endless runners and stuff where it's just like, oh, hey, you could buy this booster that makes you survive a hit, and, but it will cost you a quid to do so, and it will last one game. And I'm just like, no, no, don't do not do that. That's Your runner's not good enough to do that. I'm looking at you, Sonic Dash. Um, <laughs> i tell you just... what, what, what would be funny is if somebody made a, 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 an online arcade game where you shovel in like, uh, like 20p a game or whatever. Literally, like you sign up with your Apple ID or whatever, and then if you actually literally want to pay it, you play it, you have to put in 20p. <laughs> like literally like an arcade yeah. machine, yeah, uh, or 10p or whatever. That would be hilarious. And but then, I think I think people have tried that model. Uh, that was what Game Room, I think, tried to do. Like, So it was like yeah, a, a, literal, a, play. a literal pay-per-play thing. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it did very well. No. So, like, <laughs> game room was bad. Regardless. Well, yeah, game bad. Room, and, and the prices were way too high for playing a game from the 70s or something. Yeah. It was, so, but I think that's the stat that everyone looks at and goes, well, this model doesn't work. Um, 
so we can't possibly follow it. And it's, I'm not, I think you could pull it off, but I can kind of see that. It, it, the problem with that model is you're thinking about the cost every time you do it. And I think for me, that's why free to play doesn't work for me because I'd be thinking about the cost every time I'd want to do something. But people um, were thinking about the cost every time they, they, they put money into an arcade machine. I know that was the only way to play at the time, but I mean, you didn't have, there was no upfront cost. Uh, but like, and then, and then you had the incentive like, oh, I've got further than I ever got before and I'm now died and it cost me 50p well, to continue or whatever. But how about, how about <laughs> it, like maybe it works for games like that can have a fixed purchase cost. Like maybe this is the new trial model or something where you pay per play until like perhaps you've paid enough to, of the game's worth anyway, and then it's like, well, okay, you've you've paid what the game is worth now. Here, just just you know, you've unlocked free play mode. Go yeah, next. okay, yeah. So as a cap on it, so you keep playing, and if I mean, you that sounds like the ideal, because like you, yeah, you play it, you, yeah, because you play it for a bit maybe, and if you don't like it, then you just stop paying it, playing it, and yeah. you stop paying them because you don't think they deserve the money for it and it's like and it's not worth yeah. your hard-earned dollars but if you play it enough you get to the cap and then you, you get, get, you get to the point where it's like well, or... yeah sure you've paid and that cap could probably be more i guess than what the game would normally cost you it could be um they'd have to be upfront about that stuff yeah but i think um, that could work as a model as a, like an armchair yeah. i prefer that to the kind of insulting you've got this far now I mean, grind or, or, or i mean there are some games that i'd only want to play in a social scenario i guess like what if like a brawler like scott pilgrim or something was like a paper play because we can yeah. sort of just go well, that's well, let's literally just, an let's arcade just, game isn't it so yeah, yeah let's let's bung like in a few let's bung in a few credits let's spend a few quids uh like just to just to see what this is like because i'm not sure i'm i'm not convinced i'm gonna want to play that game on my own i mean i did because it was awesome but you know there are there are, i'm sure there are games like that where there are going to be times where it's just like well, i don't really want to play this but i don't play it enough to warrant buying it or right. I'm not going to play it. It's like there are certain games I only really think about picking up if Zach's going to be someone that I can play against. And then hmm. he goes, nah, I'm not really interested, so, it's like, so I don't buy it. <laughs> and it's like, if we had like a, um, a, a pay-per-play model or a trial model of some kind, or a rental, a day rental model maybe, um, then you know, maybe perhaps that would solve that, that we could play it for a bit and just go, well, that, actually, that was really cool. Let me just, let's just buy it outright. And then... Hmm. But then that's what demos should be. Yep. <laughs> but but there's no. But yeah, the new. But they're not going to give you a demo that's like a full multiplayer experience because you could just play that all day. I guess and that's the trouble. Yeah. Some, well, that's, that's the, the interesting thing demos. about Killer Instinct. And like, and actually, I think that works as a model. Um, I was, it sort of surprised me actually how much I actually think think that's a reasonably good model. Um, their prices are a bit steep, but how's um, that? Well, Killer Instinct gives you one character that you are allowed to play for free. Um, and you can play against any other character in the game um, mm-hmm. for free. You just don't get achievements, and you don't get um, you don't get ranked stuff like that. Um, if you're a free to play player, um, as soon as you buy a character, which I think is three, maybe four pounds for it, for for one character, mm-hmm. um, then you get achievements for that free player, free player like a Sunday unlock, and you can use this other character that you've bought indefinitely um, as much as you want. You're, you're paying to be able to play as them, but um, the opponents you will face can be anyone. Um, do you still get that variety? And it, interestingly, I'm pretty sure that's how most people who want to get into a fight to actually play the game. They pick a character, right. they learn them, and they stick to that character until they get bored and want to try something else. 
or okay. they think that that character's not good for them. So actually, you're kind of only paying for what you want out of the game, which is almost ideal. Well, they could improve um, it more if they just let you pick which one of the characters you got for, for free. I guess, yeah. Give you, give you a Because <laughs> then people who know what they want can just go straight to it. I mean, Killer, Killer Instinct has, has the problem where they give you Jago as the starting character because it's the most Street Fighter-like. He's, he basically controls like Ryu. It's not really a problem. Um, and then, no, but it's... Uh, I, I guess, but then all of the um, tutorial stuff is geared up for Jago. Like all of the dojo learning stuff is done. So if you're trying to learn the game before you put down any money, you kind of have to use Jago. And it's they have said that they all they may mix that up in the future. So the free character is um, will change over time. Mm. Um, that's not been confirmed either way, but they said that they're thinking about it. Um, but I, I, I think the model works. I was surprised actually because I kind of didn't like it when, or I didn't like the sound of it when Namco were trying it with Tekken. Right. Um, yeah. But now that I've seen it in action, uh, you know that makes perfect sense. Hmm. I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I bought the season pass because it's a good deal, so to get season one content, which will give you the first six characters, and one of those is the free one, and an additional two when they release them. Oh, okay. Um, so you're going to get. Is that all the characters? I will, I will have eight, and then they're going to do season two at some point. Oh, um, I see. My problem is, is that that's about that's that was seventeen pounds um, for that season pass, and it's a bit I don't know is it seventeen pounds for eight characters by like a Street Fighter standards. That's kind of weak. Yeah, I guess like, in terms of a model, but it depends. Yeah, how good the game is, I guess. I don't yeah, know. how how strong the characters are, like in terms of variety, like within yeah. the character. And sticking with other system problems, I suppose that the and I, I was sort of alluding to this before we ended up going down the, the the sort of microtransaction route is that it's missing a setting that I would really like, and that is the ability to set a time when auto updates occur, uh, or or to be able to queue up downloads to happen at a certain time because the Xbox is always on, like the yeah. download queue is always available. It's always looking for updates. So it would be really cool if I could set, hey, only look for updates between, I don't know, 12 and 5, because that's when I have no bandwidth cap. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and if I it's going to be downloading my like, goddamn phone to be, let alone the console. Like, that, yeah. in general, that is, a, that is a cool thing that, you know, it's, you want to be able I to do. It, well, given that the sizes of these downloads are so big, I mean, in all, when Killer Instinct updates, it updates the entire game. Fortunately, the entire game is only 3 gigs, but... That's uh, yeah. a hefty download. Like each time it updates, yeah. I would quite like for it to just you know happen in the background at night, or for it to just say, "Hey, by the way, I've got an update queued for this." Or if I've even bought something, I don't want it to download immediately necessarily. I want to have the option to say, "Queue this till," uh, just put it in the queue, sort it out when it when it doesn't cost me. If, like, if I buy an online game, I'm not sure I really you know a proper full scale game. I'm not really yeah. sure I want to sit for the forty gig download or whatever. Um, to happen days. immediately during the day. I mean, that's a fifth of my cap. Um, and immediately, that would probably take not very long on fiber, but that's a fifth of my cap. Yeah. So that, that, if that game then needed to update a few times, I, you know, I don't know. I think that's a real problem, especially for people on regular broadband who may have a fairly tight cap or. It's just the size of downloads for everyone is going to be a bit of a problem, I think, for a while yeah, until I fiber mean, becomes the norm. Yeah. I mean,. I mean, the, the, these consoles just seem like obviously they're built for the long haul, but it seems almost a bit jumping the gun in, certain, yeah. in terms of like 
so I really many hope, things about I really the cloud. hope developers get a bit cleverer with their patches because the patches have been enormous that I've seen so far. Yeah, why can't so they I, just I, do de- deltas? I mean, it, I, it, it boggles my mind when, when people do, you know, it's not a patch if you're downloading the whole thing again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's downloading a new version. <laughs> It, that's not a yeah. patch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I so that 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 I think is the biggest thing I want from it is to for them to be able to set that because I think that would solve a lot of problems for a lot of people, um, and a lot of potential problems. I don't think a lot of people really knew what they were getting into. I guess when you buy this thing, it goes what? How much? Yeah. How long? Oh god! Like, on a regular broadband connection, I'm gonna have to sit here and wait for four days. I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm. it doesn't quite work. But the, I suppose the good sign is is that that does mean that discs are the viable option. And thank God, um, Microsoft kind of stuck like kept discs around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, this, this is the last generation of physical media consoles, I'm sure. But it's going to last eight years at least. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully by then everyone will have fiber. And yeah. I, well, the problem is, is that next time they come around, all the size of games have like doubled to a few hundred gigs, or, or double. Well, like, well probably, but it won't. A few it probably, gigs. Well, who knows? Probably, few, might not matter. Is that too much for fiber? But well, well, infrastructure. I don't know. Will probably change again. <laughs> keep keep getting faster. I would have thought. Like like they might even figure out how to squeeze more speed out of the same fiber channels. You know, by by, you know. Yeah, I mean the number of upgrades they did to ADSL that meant they didn't have to change too much was. Yeah, and ADSL is mental because it's literally just copper cable from the 1950s. I mean, fiber. Yeah. Surely you can get like massive. They did pretty more. good with that. Yeah, yeah, it's, unbe- it's amazing. I mean, in other countries like in the US or whatever, they they just don't ha- have that. They have cable. You know, they mm. think you're mad for trying to get your internet through an old telephone line. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's mm. it's quite weird if you think about it, because well, it's Europe and that drove ADSL, because because that's the only infrastructure that we had was yeah. old like copper telephone lines. It's not too dissimilar from American cable. Well, yeah, because they because they still they use ADSL over their cable network, don't they? Or uh, I don't know. Is it the same tech? Maybe. I thought it was I thought, I thought it was. Okay. okay. Different. Yeah. Uh, well. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. There. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, ultimately, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. It's, 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 it's taken away my week to the point where it's like, oh, shit, I didn't finish Tomb Raider in time. I bet and I just thrashed that out this morning. Um, okay. Because <laughs> it's it- just like, it's distracting. It's too good. Is, does uh, I, I guess your, your new games look even better than your Tomb Raider on PC? Do they? Or I don't know. Um, I guess it's 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 uh, all subjective. I'm not sure. It's, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd say that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'd seen anything that sort of blown me away to the point where it's like, well, my PC couldn't do that. Right. Okay. Um, and I don't think that moment has happened, um, because you know, I know for a fact my PC can handle Battlefield Three at max specs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At 60. So you know, that's a hard target to beat. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sh- do you want me, shall, I, shall I jump to the game discussion? Yeah, should we have a... Uh, oh, do you want, oh, no, okay. Well, uh, Zach wants I'll to continue continue. with news. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to Xbox. One more bit yeah. of news. Well, okay. that's only important to me. Well, there's a few bits of cool news. Well, okay, then we ought to do that. Yeah, yeah let's do news. Why did you try to change topic? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. No, stay, cool. stay on it's Xbox cool. like we did with PS4. But, you know. Well, we'll probably have a break because this is pretty much the Xbox podcast, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. So, okay. What news have we got, Zeg? Starbound beta. It's finally going to happen on the 4th of December. 
Oh wow! Okay, leaving them like less than thirty days to their to when they said it would happen. Yeah. <laughs> their, their very date of twenty thirteen, when like brilliant. Well, okay, like so. This week has been the post where it was about the you know beta on fourth of December last week when they did their weekly update. Well, they basically were doing daily updates before that. And then last week they were like, no, let's do weekly because we haven't really had much to say. And it's just like, we're just saying, we fix some things that we can't really tell you about every time. <laughs> so then they changed it to a weekly update. And the comments on that post were fucking... <laughs> I shouldn't have gone in there and read them. But I was like, oh, this post this post has 600 comments. I wonder what they're bitching about today. And what a surprise. They were bitching a fucking lot. <laughs> Where it was like... What? It's nearly the end of 2013. <laughs> and you said the beta was going to come out in 2013. And at the start of 2013, you said the game was going to come out in 2013. Yeah, you know, I don't... I don't really have a problem with that. You know, I'd rather them delay it and make it better. Yeah, but well, the problem that everyone was having, really, is that they just haven't said anything. Mm. It's like they set this date of 2013 at the start of 2013 and haven't changed it since. <laughs> And now we're in the last five weeks of 2013. True. That's leaving your announcement a bit late. The Steam listing for the South Park Stick of Truth game, I think, still says 2013, even though I think they've officially announced it weeks ago that it's not going to make well, that might not be. That might be someone's fault for not updating it. Yeah, than... yeah. They, they've said. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the South Park is going to happen, and then it will probably actually be really buggy because they said it was going to be. But everyone was so desperate. Why? Because, they have Terraria because it's because they played Terraria like five times already in, that, in the like two years that people have been waiting for Starbound. Is there another update coming to Terraria? Or something, like, no, soon? well they did they did a, a Halloween one. Oh yeah, and that was it. And they've like they've previously done Christmas, so I assume that's just going to toggle on again at some point. Mm. It's a game clock. So yeah, Star- I'll be playing Starbound next week, I guess probably. Sweet. To me, it works. Industry news. John Carmack no longer works at id. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Wow. To focus, that... to focus on Oculus. I think that was inevitable. Yeah, that makes sense. Inevitable. That just means that um, I probably don't care about id anymore. <laughs> Although Rage was well, actually okay. Yeah, because but... like, Carmack's gone. I, I think their CEO left earlier this year, who had right. done like a 17-year like tenure. Um so, yeah, it is possibly no longer it. I mean, come on, they must have some serious... John Carmack can't be the only guy writing id tech. Um, uh, I don't He probably, probably does the core math, but maybe that, in like... I don't know. They've probably got some talented guys there. Yeah, I expect so. They're just, just making Doom for. <laughs> well, yeah. Yep. There's... Uh, uh, it's another one of those companies that I think over the last few years have made stuff that always has great potential but doesn't quite deliver. No, they haven't delivered for, well, for a very long time. Like, yeah, I, th- I thought Rage was good, but it kind of split opinions um, mm. overall. Um, Even the tech kind of split opinions. People were a bit disappointed by the PC version, you know, that where you swing around and everything. Oh, uh, the streaming, yeah. Yeah, the streaming. It, it did work a lot better. The, 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 the tech was much more impressive on console when you consider yeah. that it was doing the 60 frames per second thing with mega texture streaming on a Xbox. So that's, that's kind of impressive. Mm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's impressive. It's impressive, but it's like, is that what you, you want? 
or you know maybe, is that actually probably not on the needs? pc side no yeah and then again you know you know, say doom 4 and i think there's a new wolfenstein coming a built on id tech 5 oh, um, and apparently carmack's departure was kind of because he's finished his um requirements for yeah, that you know he's he's, yeah. he's done what is needed of him for id tech 5 and those games so okay doke but hopefully that means Oculus will be super amazing now. <laughs> yeah, as if we had any doubt, it's, it's yeah. clearly going to be awesome. <laughs> show. Yes, and, and very much vomit-inducing. <laughs> and he did say there's no like, um, there's no su- support like in the works or anything for PS4 or any consoles. Because um, yeah, I think that was not, mooted not at time. one point, and that, like he just said, no, nah, not right now. Um, not unless they change things drastically. So that will be a PC thing, which is cool. It's probably easier to make your games work with it if you. Well, yeah, easier to prove the concept, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because well, think of it this way: Would you want to give it to Sony? No, because they no. have shit support peripherals always. It's like, would you want to give it to Microsoft? Well, maybe, but Microsoft may release it early and in a not complete form. For seventy bucks, yeah, and then <laughs> give it to anyone to be honest. And then the second generation would be better. It's like, well, I don't know. With Carmack at that at the helm, at least the, when the fine and and you know focusing on PC, yeah, okay, there may be some prototype builds that aren't as good, but they will be marketed as such. Mm. Yeah, everyone will know this isn't finished yet. These are just trialing. They're trying it out, and then when it's done, it will be something special. I think there's a the combination of Carmack and the PC approach kind of leads me to believe all that. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. I'm sure uh, there was more, but that that bit of news just sort of eclipsed, I think, everything that happened. <laughs> I suppose um, there was the sales figures came out for both consoles, um, the new okay. the new consoles, like uh, with Sony saying that they, I think the phrase they used was shipped a million, not necessarily sold a million. No, they, right. sold they did say sold. Okay. I think they have sold a million on the first day. They, yeah, yeah, they sold a million, and Xbox then came out and said exactly the same thing. Yeah, I think it's pretty. We've, we've sold well. a million as well. Um, but the big difference is, is that Xbox launched in both America and Europe. Um, PS4 only just launched in Europe. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm sorry. So chances right. are PS4 numbers are higher. Well, I I don't know. I heard that. I don't know what the numbers are, but I heard that Xbox are doing better. So who knows? Oh, really? Who knows? But uh, yeah, that's what I well, heard. I know the Kemp family has 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 given Microsoft a lot of money. That's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> only true. There's there's at least three of us. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but I mean the the margins on them are 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 incredibly slim as always. In fact, they're, yeah, but they're, there was, they're there was not... that teardown, wasn't there? Yeah, the, the, the actual build cost came to about four hundred and thirty dollars. I yeah, think it was. Like, it's like far off insane. the actual price. But yeah. that's the thing. That's the interesting thing. They are actually making. Yeah, they're money not. Make, they've them. decided not to make a loss on them. So that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. But that's cool. Um, that's, I mean, that's Microsoft's normal approach with a console launch, or it has been the last two times, was, yeah, yeah. screw it, we'll take a loss, we need the install base. Yeah. I mean, I guess with original Xbox, they had something to prove, and then they proved it, and then 360, they were like, well, we still feel like we have something to prove, but then they didn't need to. So this time, they're just like, oh, well, uh, you know what, we might as well make money off it now. <laughs> yeah. I think it's probably a good thing, although they are expensive, goddamn, especially... Um, uh, even I don't know. Are they more in Britain? I don't know. Probably everything's always more. I forget what the we. I think we talked about it like when they yeah. announced the prices, like what the 
markup was for yeah. UK, something like anyway, that. It's anyway. not a great deal, but there is a markup. But... Yeah, anyway. So, yes. It's not the Brazilian markup, after all, for PS4s. Oh, that was insane. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there was there was some more in, other interesting stuff, but it's kind of got lost on me. Um, so the the hardware reports, I suppose, for Xbox One, they don't seem red ring levels as yet. But at least Microsoft has been saying that they're jumping on it. Like so, um, the biggest problem to face Xboxes has been dodgy disk drives. Yeah, They've sure. Just been chewing stuff up, um, and Microsoft have been jumping on it for most people by giving them a vert, uh, like a, a download code. For for one of the, the the games published by Microsoft Studios, um, right? Um, and then they're the way they're handling it is they're shipping out completely new Xboxes to those people, right. and then once they receive them, ask them to send the the previous um, one the previous one back. Um, so it's even better than their red ring policy, which was send it wait a week, we'll send one back. Um, mm-hmm. Now it's just like yeah, we'll just we'll just send you another one. <laughs> That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah, because I, I always felt that like it was a good. I mean, they did their best with Red Ring, but you sent yours back uh, several times because it, I they you just know, kept like, happening. Yeah. Exactly. I think um, there was something wrong with those first batch or whatever uh, with your launch core or whatever, and it, I think it was just no matter what they did, I don't think it was going to fix it. So if they just sent you a new one in the first place, so you probably wouldn't have had to. Yeah, I, I think that's what they did eventually. I think the last one I received off them, or the last return I got, was actually a different console. Right, okay. Like a, a, a refurbed core in some way. Right, um, yeah. And I haven't had a problem since. So Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. That's been, a good policy. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it, and it sounds like on the PS4's front that the HDMI connector issue is somewhat, um, you know, pretty small numbers. There isn't. It's not been, not been a big deal. Mm. So I don't, I don't think PS4 has had many issues at all, really. So another, another strong launch for them. Good, good news. Yes, the defects. I wanted to say that actually, um, you know, my my plan has been to buy a new graphics card instead of a console mm. um, uh, after Christmas, probably because those those R9 290X things are sort of gradually coming out. So I think maybe after Christmas might be a good time. But I actually thought the other day, weirdly, that I might consider a Wii U. <laughs> Just for Super Mario Land for, or World? For, no, because I was actually thinking about it. Like, I could plug it into my my monitor and everything, because I've realized I do have an HDMI input and a, and, a, and a headphones out from my monitor, which I can plug into my stereo, so I can actually use it uh, on my desk or whatever. But if I it's doing to. it properly, the console will have optical... Uh, yeah, but I don't have an optical in because I don't have a proper like. Oh, surround. you don't have an AV receiver, right? No, yeah. no, I just have a. It's literally a power amp from an old hi-fi, so um, sure. it sounds great, but it's literally just font and phono inputs. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so that that's not a problem. So I could get any new console, whatever. But and, and I do have a TV here. But Wii U, I was thinking, okay, so there's um, uh, Super Mario 3D Land is getting brilliant reviews, and then I would. I must confess, I would like to play Wind Waker again in HD. So there's that. And then, um, what else was there? Pikmin 3. And then, I never had a Wii. So, and it's backward compatible. So I could play Mario Galaxy 2 or whatever. I could play, mm. um, Metroid Prime Trilogy, you know, 
there's a bunch yeah. of stuff that I could play right now if I had that that I would. I guess, I mean, I guess it works for you, yeah, because you kind of skipped Wii, so that's and yeah. There is some good stuff on there. There's some gold. Exactly, and I think at my desk I wouldn't mind having that giant controller because I just what I tend to do is like shove a cushion down on my desk and then and then put my controller on top of that. So it would be quite cool to have the, the giant <laughs> pad Christy. thing. But yeah, I mean, it's bizarre because I would be I was so anti Wii just in general, and like Wii U, it's like. In some ways, it's just um, you know, you know, it's had a bad launch and everything, and it has underperformed and stuff. But I actually sort yeah. of thought about it from when I saw that those reviews for Super Mario 3D Land uh, compared to like the the launch titles for the the new consoles, and then I just thought about it. Hang on, what, well, what else would I play? And then actually, actually, the trouble is, it's all bloody first party Nintendo, of course. Yeah, that's so all I want to play. A, you're going to have a big wait between stuff again. Like I, I worry that you know now that they've released all this stuff, and it's like, well, how long is it till we see anything else? Like, yeah, exactly. You know, Smash Brothers is still penciled in for next exactly. year at some point. But well, the thing that's is, about I, it, really. I, I that's would all always I can think of. Be, uh, being me, or I would, I would never think of the Wii U as a. I don't even think of it as a competitor to Xbox or PS4. I wouldn't consider having a Wii U instead of a next generation no 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 it's it's definitely console. a like you know like the wii was for us it's an also yeah. ran you you, you have exactly it but uh, because there are certain things you can only play on the wii indeed so i finally thought hang on a minute that might actually make sense and keep me going for a while uh, it might be quite fun so uh this is the suddenly... thing nintendo sort of nailed their art style down so well now yeah. that they don't really need next gen power i mean i thought but... mario kart 8 looked pretty cool with yeah. like they, okay yeah they're embracing some new technology but the fact that it ran at 1080 60 was enough for me it's like that and nintendo's art style is fine same with sonic lost world 1080p 60 yeah. frames per second them going with a nintendo style art style exactly it's like, it just all works yeah <laughs> of the game part I, I, I'm withholding judgment until I play it. It's a Sonic game. I will probably like it. <laughs> I like have been incredibly unenthused by the by the new Mario. I think it's just I finally got. It's like after all the new Super stuff, even though that was 2D and it was like yeah. that was literally the same thing over and over. I think I'm done with that art style. It's like right. even though Galaxy, I mean Galaxy was only slightly different. It had like slightly weirder like lighting and texturing to it well yeah everything yeah. has a bit of an aura and yeah a bit of a shine yeah whereas like in the in their regular or what what i'm going to call now the regular mario style everything's like kind of smoothed yeah smooth. oh yeah yeah they've, they've, they've backtracked on the like i i, I thought when like smash bros, bros yeah they're like textured radio where he had fancy yeah. pants yeah that they so were awesome. sort of gonna go yeah that they were sort of gonna try and do this like halfway house of keeping it cartoony but applying some level of realism to it and it's I, i'm not sure that would have worked well, it wouldn't on have the region, on that but resolution yeah but now they've gone the high resolution but they haven't there's no textures. I mean, I still like it. I'm not tired of it yet, but I can totally see where you're coming from. And I just don't like... think I'd be interested in the game part of that either. It just looks like another, even, it looks like a simpler version of Galaxy. And I don't um, want a simpler version of Galaxy. I want a more complicated version. It's, it's the, it, I think the draw for me with that game is the, the surprises that everyone's been talking about. Like the way, the way, the way that each level is inventive and they don't stay around ideas. Every time you play, start a new level, you're going to get something different. Because if you think like, about it, I that, like that, that idea. That it's was so kind cool. of true of Mario 64. If you think about like, you know, 
the that oh, big little land or whatever or you know some of the levels were quite different to each other i don't know yeah I, I always thought they were it felt like they were sort of running out of steam in the second half of that game but uh yeah it's like yeah, some some of the levels yeah you say were kind of inventive but they weren't fun inventive <laughs> i didn't really like big little land i thought it was irritating but oh, okay fair and, the, and the second snow land was kind of irritating and yeah yeah yeah, that one with the the one with the giant ice block and stuff and all that. And the second water level, that wasn't so great either. Oh, I quite like that one. Was that the one um, at the top of the stairs or the first set of stairs or whatever? Oh, I can't had. remember where. I think it was the one where you had like. I, I remember that one being irritating because there were a few cannon shots or something where if you got them wrong, yeah. you had a, had a real long backtrack to try it right. again. Okay, fair um, is, yeah. Anyway. Little things, little things. Yeah. It was still great, but you know. Yeah. It, it didn't feel as strong as the opening, mainly because the opening, I guess, is just that's powerful. You know, it's like, it's like this is everything I want in a Mario game, <laughs> like right here at the start of Mario sixty four, and it's just. But yeah, so that's my thinking. Then possibly you've got yeah, new Mario, HD classic Zelda, and Pikmin straight off the bat. I, I think now's a, I think now's a good time to go into the Wii. Partly because of that, but the Wii U because of that. But I do worry about the future. Of I that, worry yeah. if it, yeah, and like I, 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 I kind of think that maybe like ninty consoles are better to get when they're end of life now, right? Like, because you have so much back catalog. Then, well, you have enough of a back catalog then to keep you interested. But, mm. Yeah, I don't know because, as I say, apart from Smash Brothers America, I'm struggling to think of well. I'm struggling to think of first-party games that will be coming out on that thing. I know there's Bayonetta 2 on the way. And, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That might be and funny. The, and, and the new Donkey Kong Country, but I'm not so... I don't know. Well, I play, Donkey Kong I Country play Returns one, but... or whatever was quite good, wasn't it? Was that the... Yeah, it's, Which... it's supposed to be really good, but I'm not sure. It, it hasn't really... I don't know. It hasn't ticked my intrigue buttons, and I don't really know why. <laughs> ticked your intrigue buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a good thing <laughs> to pull that one. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Take my <laughs> Shit. Push those boxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's push my entry checkboxes. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Okay. Let's let's go back to the Xbox, I think. I think it is time. Games. Alrighty. Do you want Games. me to start with Killer Instinct? Forza or Did we already cover those FIFA? Enough, really? Well I don't know, we haven't actually talked about the actual game, we've talked about the mechanics around them. Okay. Well, well one um, of them's a fighting game, one of them's a driving game. <laughs> There we go, done. Moving on. <laughs> okay, we're done. Okay, so is that one of you? Comprehensive. Been playing, no, we've we've still we've still got FIFA to go on the Xbox. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I, I also play that, so right, that's actually coming. Okay, let, let's start with FIFA. FIFA. Okay, we should we should caveat that we're playing this in a somewhat stupid way. I don't know if it's that stupid. Well, I don't know. I don't, okay. It's a thing you can do in the game. Okay, it, you know, it's it's not a secret that. Uh, us members of the salad cast and the happy salad crew in general don't really play sports games that often with the exception perhaps of tiger woods um on the nhl 2000 2002 yeah nothing nothing has ever beaten that no exactly <laughs> come on mario awesome. tennis jeez yeah you played earlier wasn't it virtual tennis and all that shit i played them i didn't say i liked them <laughs> no no <laughs> i think you probably said you didn't like them on this podcast yeah <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. The sports games don't really grab me, and you know, there's a thing about the uh, uh, 
you know, the yearly cycle that kind of annoys me. It's it's mandatory, but kind of expected. But I, I expect more innovation, I guess, in the from my games. Um, but then on the flip side is actually, given how long it's been since we've played sports games, I'm always I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised for season like recently and just how far they've come. Yeah. Um, so playing FIFA is kind of interesting because it's it's a bit of an alien experience, like because it's, it's not something we've done for a very no. very long time. Yeah. Um, and as such, I think it's safe to say we all pretty much suck at it. Well, <laughs> oh, come goal. on, Zach's got to deploy his Road to the World Cup '98 skills or whatever. It's not are. exactly the same. I think I was doing okay. Screw you guys. <laughs> I thought I was doing okay. You, know, like, you were tackling everyone and getting yellow cards. That was your problem. Yeah, I was a bit. You couldn't resist the slide tackle. No. I, I was I was getting yellow cards for seemingly completely innocuous things. It was just like he fell onto me, yeah. <laughs> and then I got covered. <laughs> that is quite funny. I wonder if that's like part of the like ref decision making logic, where occasionally he'll see something and see it wrong. I, well, I think it's more likely to be part of some like they've tied the ref decisions to the actual physics engine, but then you know it's, the physics engine is never going to be perfect. So yeah. sometimes it interprets things wrong. Yeah. So I don't. But yeah, we played that, and I don't think we can entirely blame our madness on it on us, because we also chose to play as Ipswich Town, who suck. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, we specifically chose to play like a, a, what's the league called now? Championship. Championship um, season. Um, but well, it's not a season. Well, this is the another annoying well, thing. Yeah, like, we, we wanted to play this in the way that we used to play NHL, which is you just say, start a season, um, I want to follow these teams, um, mm. Say so, so we'd pick Edmonton Oilers and the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, of course. Yeah, um, our classic team. So, so we'd pick Detroit those. Red Wings were my my team. Uh, yeah, and Kips had one as well that I can't remember. No, um, Montreal wasn't it? It might have been. Yeah, <laughs> um, but and the game didn't really care that they were particularly about human involvement in the sense that it's just when their game came around, it would say, "Do you want to play this?" Yeah, uh, and then you could opt in to play the game. Um, and that was great because that meant we could all play as our own team in a season and not have to worry about anything else other than playing the hockey. And then it was and a it big was... event when it was like, oh, it's two of our actual teams against each other. Oh, shit. Oh. It's actually, it's actually it's on. It's actually, yeah. <laughs> that was great. I, love, I loved that. Um, but they can't do that. There's, there's no way of doing that anymore. FIFA, the problem with FIFA now is that it's geared up for... It's too geared up for people that are very into their football. Yeah, um, super crazy obsessive. It's gone. It, yeah, the barrier right. to entry is actually really high. Um, okay, because the only way we could get a similar experience is by going into the career mode, and you can either play a career as a manager or as a player. I, don't, I haven't tried the player mode yet. I don't know if it's Libra Grande style retardedness where you're playing as the single player, yeah. or and you, or if you take control of the whole team but just follow that player's career. However, that may happen. I'm not sure. Um, but when you're playing as a manager, like. It's just that little bit too hardcore. You like, have to for do us. all the backroom shit, like yeah. sending out scouts to find new players and yeah, like the game. And... Yeah, the game starts with the transfer window, oh, and it's great. like so. So we had to spend like we must have spent like nearly an hour just dicking around in menus. Yeah, before we got to our first friendly game, which was um, against a team that was a lot better than us. It was against like Inter Milan, yeah. and it's like Ipswich Town versus Inter Milan. That's that's going to be a white wash, <laughs> and it and was, it was. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Um, it didn't exactly thing, help us learn the game no it didn't I mean it, it, the way it, it has these little training exercises before we play a game that only I can play because it gives it to player one yeah um, 
So I've been getting these little training exercises. Well, at least guys. it tells you the controls um, on those as well. Yeah, true. You Gives you an idea of what you're actually meant to do. Yeah, because the basic controls are quite basic, but if as soon as you want to get into the fancy shit, they're getting really complex real fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's hold LB while doing some crazy shit with the right stick and then press some other button to finish it. And then there's ways of doing different celebrations based on that same craziness. And it's it's it gets real complex real fast. Um but actually playing the football is pretty cool. It was, it was Come on, there was three of us on the same team, all equally sucking, and it was just, it was fun. I think yeah. my main problem, my main problem with the game, uh, like, interpreting it, is, like, they need to do something with the visual. I have, well, there's one problem that so, is sort of inherently unsolvable, which is, like, depth perception. Yeah. It's like, when the ball goes in there, you have fucking no idea where it is. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that, that problem... You can't really solve that. And that problem's never been solved, no. But then the the other problem which I had, which I think they could solve really easily, is they should make it a bit more, like, visually indicative when you're switching a player. Because it doesn't do anything to show you, like, the the little tiny arrow that indicates which player on is just over another guy now. <laughs> yeah, that can be confusing. <laughs> so you could easily lose track of which player you're actually on uh, yeah. you know, if you're switching. Yeah, it, needs, like, it needs to flash or like outline them for a moment or something. Yeah, it's not as dramatic. I mean, you know, back when we play sports games, they'd have a big indicator under their feet under the, that, was, yeah. that was really hard to miss. And it's like, now you've got that tiny little arrow, presumably because they're trying to keep the game looking like as realistic football, as possible. Yeah. And, you know, probably don't want to obscure your feet in the ball. Yeah, that's it, I suppose. And it's that they, you know, this little arrow, it's just a little bit too small. And a little, as you say, it, it actually becomes helpful when some of your players have, like, got yellow cards. <laughs> because it outlines it. Yeah, the highlighter <laughs> suddenly gets a yellow yellow mark around the outside to say, you've got to watch out for this guy. Um so, yeah, and also, player three is green, which is the worst color choice you could possibly have. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, but it's, it's a generally good looking game. Like Zach was like, I need to see some grass. Yeah, and it's um, it's pretty good looking. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite a lot of grass. It doesn't um, deform though. No, the grass doesn't deform. Got there yeah, yet. It, it doesn't seem to have pitch deformation like so as people it slide even around. Really seem it doesn't have dirt. Like the players no, don't get dirty. Players don't get dirty, which is a bit weird. I mean, given everything else that that engine is doing, because Ignite is—it has to be said—it's pretty cool. Yeah, the physics okay. are is the physics are quite nice, like how players crumple over each other and stuff. Even if it does mean the ref gets it wrong, yeah. um, it's it's pretty genuinely. There's only a few sort of weird moments where the animation, like where it switches between animations, still looks a little janky. Mm. But when the physics engine takes over, it looks fine. It's mm-hmm. really really cool. It's really, it's really convincing. Awesome, um, encouraging. Yeah. I'm I'm quite impressed with that, and I don't know how well that how much that differs from the previous engine, right. like on next gen stuff. But it's pretty cool. I, I do like it, um, and that goes as far as to like the detail of certain things. Like I never this this may again it may have been in the games for a while. It's little things like oh wow they've actually rendered the cameras on like at the side of the pitch and the big arms on which they sit and things like that. Oh and cool, it's, you know it's just. Uh, these little details that I, just, I don't think we'd ever seen in like 1998. Just, no, no, no <laughs> of course not. Yeah. They're just all there. And I'm like, oh, wow, they did that. Oh, wow, that's there as well. <laughs> well, that's cool. And the, the commentary has been pretty good as well. We've only, I mean, in five matches we played, there was a tiny bit of repetition, mainly because yeah. we kept like kicking it out all the time. <laughs> it, was, it would say, it wouldn't say couldn't quite keep it in play. No, what was but, the one thing that he did say over and over? I can't remember what it was. It was one. It was about <laughs> setting up for kicks or something. Which like, game was, was couldn't quite keep it in play? I think that was international. No, it was before that. International superstar soccer, I think. <laughs> oh, right, okay. That was the classic. <laughs> couldn't quite keep it in play. 
and he just pumped it out. And that happened at least once yeah. in that game in FIFA. We had the pumps. Oh yeah, yeah, he'd punt it out, and he would, and he did sort of say, didn't quite manage to keep that one onside, like, <laughs> or something like that. Well, I saw the. Oh, no, oh we're bad at offside FIFA, as well, I think. And 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 Jeff just kept punting, hitting it over the crossbar, which does happen all the time in real football. But I, I never actually, quite understood why. But, well, it's because you you have to not fully power your shots ever. Yeah, it's actually yeah. like a. Power is a very light thing. It doesn't really represent it. it on that bar that it shows. Because I think that if they're going to do it like that, they should just have it marked where it's like, yeah, here's like too in soft, golf, here's or... too hard, here's the actual ideal zone. Yeah, it's just one red light. Because at the moment you just have that. to sort of guess. Yeah. But if well, you go to the maximum, you're going to shoot it miles in the sky. <laughs> awesome. I think that's the thing. I think that's part of the skill of well, the game. Yeah. That, you know, that's, that's definitely intentional. And, and I'm, also, I'm okay with that. don't be button mashing all the time, otherwise you'll immediately kick the ball away. Yeah, it right. <laughs> it has a sort of. There's, there's, I think this is true of all football games that as you're approaching the ball, you can queue up an action. Well, because um, you have to in some cases. Yeah, like, if, if you, you want to one hit it. Yeah. yeah. First touch and all that stuff. Um, and yeah, we're really bad at offside. Well, not <laughs> not intent, not like for lack of trying. Well, sometimes it's because the character you've got selected is off the screen, and you're just like, um, I'm pushing a controller. Then. <laughs> yeah, no, there are times where I've looked at the map and like, why is there a dude like in the in the uh, in the enemy's corner? It's that's, like, that's oh, that's I, me. Shit. <laughs> that's why I was trying to change character quite a lot because you just have to let them go sometimes to change to someone else and let them reposition. Yeah. But yeah, that gives you a problem for offside. And so we had some hilariously ridiculous offside. <laughs> yeah. It was like, what was that guy even doing? <laughs> what, like passing it miles fast? Yeah. Right. Okay. So on a, can on a, you do? Can you do a, like offside traps like really easily? Like, can you like run your? You I guess you can't. You can't. You probably yeah, can't yeah, control your guys away away from them to kind of well, when, there's, when, when there's the three defensive you, line is the problem yeah when there's but, three of you you might have a bit of control of that because you could try and push the guy if you'd like manage to switch to one of the back markers like push them forward a bit you know but we got caught yeah. by that several times really yeah I mean the AI is a bit good at maintaining that yeah the right. AI is too good at maintaining their line and yeah. breaking your line with offsides at least with us and then uh, so yeah it's, I, I can't really necessarily give this a, a very I don't know. Relative review, I suppose, because it's like, but uh, yeah, when we're actually playing the game, it's pretty fun. We just kind of wish I didn't have to deal with all the, all the all the crap that makes football what I don't like about football. But the, but um, the fact that it's because there's no there's no middle ground. You either have to deal with all the crap, or you can just play a single match, which isn't you know. Uh, it's not the same. Yeah, you want some kind of progress tracking, hmm. just not as much as they give you. Yeah, I mean, I suppose the other option is they have the the two-player co-op seasons now where you can have two-on-two games online and the seasons is like their ranked system. Yeah, but um, what does that even mean? That's just I, like, I don't know. It's just yeah. a ranking. It's not actually like I guess. a season. Yes, yeah, I suppose it's it's sort of not. Yeah, it'd be like a, a like a, a ladder, like a shooter ladder, I suppose. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. So it's a little annoying. You have to, you, you either have to go deep or stay in the shallowest of settings. There's no middle ground, and I, I, that's my biggest criticism thus far. I think. Right. It's just so the game itself. It's just other all than the menus. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. the menus yeah, are yeah. fucking awful. But... Right. Okay. Huh. It sounds good. It's it's weird with these sports games because they are kind of a thing in and of themselves. Like like even at big like uh, you know uh, gaming magazines and stuff and websites, I've noticed they they give. 
like at Eurogamer, they obviously give the FIFA review to the guy who reviews FIFA and knows what the difference is from last year and, yeah, and knows I, about football. Because you can't I don't just, know where to start, just, really. Yeah, just... exactly. So uh, I can see. Although that's kind of true of Call of Duty in a way. If you think of the multiplayer, you need someone who's an expert on, on Call of Duty multiplayer to be able to say, well, this to be informative and say, okay, this is uh, yeah, better than last time. You, you, you might be right. I mean, you could always go in with like... Um... Any, someone that's played any other multiplayer shooter perhaps could at least do some kind of comparative review to say, oh, hey, this is what Call of Duty is like compared to, I don't know, say Battlefield or yeah, yeah, uh, sure. an, an arena shooter, not that there's any of those anymore. Um, but, you know, I think you can do more on that front because it's, uh, again, I could probably say someone that plays pairs all the time could probably do a FIFA review. For, yeah. But I guess that's because they're the best best people to placed to do a review on something that they're you know for the other crowd say the pez players have got bored of pez and they want to try fifa get the guy who's a pez player to review fifa see what you know yeah that's true yeah i mean there's i think there's value in it but you may be right for those that are into it you want someone who's into fifa to review the next fifa and it's but it, how would you know <laughs> but you own you own fifa now you are a fifa player so are you going to be into fifa now <laughs> I, I don't know uh because Zach I, I, actually watches football, right? You actually watch football, right? Somewhat. Yeah. Enough to know what the heck's going on. <laughs> well, that's yeah. kind of what I'm doing. Like, while we're doing the Matt career stuff, it's just like there's me sitting there going, what do you think we should do? And there's Kips and Zach, like, throwing suggestions out. And Kips is just like, send a scout to Korea. Kips is giving you the bad advice. <laughs> awesome. It's a... Uh... But the way we're playing it, I think it's fun. But I, I, I wonder if it's, it would be better as a game that I don't. If, if none of us get too into, that perhaps it retains its level of fun. Yeah. Because we're all equally bad, kind of like how Zach and I treat some fighting games. Yeah. It's like because they they get worse if one player is better than the other, and it's like maybe that's not true if we're all playing on the same team. <laughs> well, but, we didn't all have to play on the same team, really. Well, no, you could. We, yeah, out. you could always have one player as the antagonist if you want to. So it's, <laughs> you could be enemy team shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, so the way we're handling it, it's fun and it's a fun enough distraction. But it kind of, I think it does. Um, reaffirm my stance in that I'm not sure I ever really want to buy sports games but the fact that this came packed in with the yeah. Xbox One I'm I don't feel bad for having it mm. because it is this fun distraction at the moment and it's a uh, um but I'm, yeah I'm not sure I'd ever want to buy it because now I know kind of I kind of know what's involved in them <laughs> and it's and it, and it doesn't the way they sit at the moment it doesn't appeal perhaps if they had that season mode in then they would feel differently yeah I don't hmm. want to have to get into it to enjoy it I don't know <laughs> yeah that's I kind of my stance on football in general I don't want to have to know everything in order to enjoy it I just want to see a good game or like, yeah. support someone I care about which is my problem with club football because I don't care about any of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess you need some kind of initiation it's like there's a lot of things like that in life isn't it I don't understand how people start watching soap operas because you start watching EastEnders, and it's like a million things are going on, probably. Storylines are probably going on for months. So you're like, what the fuck is going on? Who are these people? And like, yeah. obviously, new storylines start as old ones are continuing. So you just have to ignore the stuff that you don't understand until, and then, and then by the time they're all storylines that you've started, you presumably are hooked or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I think soaps are structured 
uh, and like people who are into their soap say you can drift out and drift in really easily and you can right. sort of follow what's going on just because of the tropes like right. not not many soaps break the rules per se okay. you can sort of just figure out oh these guys don't like each other uh okay that one's pregnant probably um, <laughs> but if it's that simple then why why bother watching why watch it, it? <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's the thing i think i think people watch them because they're intrigued by moment to moment human drama and i i, I yeah, guess my cl- sure. the closest thing i can just like relate it to maybe is the writing of the last of us because <laughs> it's like the whole story you don't necessarily care about but the uh um the minute to minute stuff yeah is where the interest is sure yeah i could see that maybe anyway. that's why people are into it but i don't know, I don't know. anyway more games more x so, yeah, games uh, that's that's fifa um I, I guess we'll go in like killer instinct is the one i've been playing second most i suppose okay. um well after but, what after uh, fifa f- okay oh uh, well like like above fifa but forza i've played the most Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> you said the second most, but it's actually also the second least. So yeah, exactly. So it doesn't matter. It's in the middle. <laughs> um, I've only played three. Um, well, that's not true. Actually, let's talk Connect Sports Rivals briefly. Oh, no. Because they've got, because they've okay. got that preseason thing up, which is just a demo, basically, of the jet ski stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, oh, which we tried last week. We had a real problem getting Connect to like my room for that. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, it didn't like the shiny floor. Is what, well, we, is what we think. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, basically, it got to the point where the, the race would be about to start, and just as it went, it would go, no, nah, there's an obstruction. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, well, well, what? And it would show a little graph of where it thought people were, and it would see green. It would see me as like a green item. It's like, well, that must be good, right? And it would even see Zach at the back of the room as a green item. And it's like, well, where's the problem? Um, it wouldn't tell us what it was. So we had to go through the calibration like a million times um, until eventually we decided, well, if we tell Connect that the floor is a bit higher than it should be, then it doesn't seem, then it seems to be okay. Right. Maybe. Mm, it's it's kind of weird. Um, but eventually we got it working and it's surprisingly good. Okay. <laughs> is it like wave race or something? Or yeah, pretty good? much. It's, but it's, it's very pretty. Uh, okay. Runs... You know, full resolution. Is this like Unreal uh, Engine again, or whatever? no? I, I, I don't know. They didn't really didn't really look, but it's um, yeah, it's it's running full resolution. It's very very pretty. The water texture is quite nice, if unrealistic. You know, unrealistic reflections, but it looks nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, and the control actually worked really well, really responsive. The only problem I sort of had was with the speed boost thing. If you tried to say speed boost to it to activate your power up, then it that sort of didn't work at times. But it has a fallback where you can just lift your right leg like an idiot. Um, yes. <laughs> that looks really funny. Okay. <laughs> um, I think that game has promise. Or at least that mode has promise. Because um, hmm. it, it seems like a pretty good, pretty good wave race. <laughs> and I, don't, can't, I can't, don't really have a problem with that. No, fair enough. Um, I wonder how... Yeah, I, I guess my worry is that, you know... It's still only six sports in the new Connect Sports coming up, and right, okay. And if they don't give each one enough attention, that it will become just another. Well, I don't care about it after a few minutes, kind of game like the original was. Um, but if they flesh out that one mode enough, I may, I may be in. It's, it was good enough to get me interested. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. A wave race um, game, effectively. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Could, sure. could, yeah. Uh, the controls was there a wave there. race so, on the Wii? There must have been. Yeah, there was, wasn't there? Uh, no, there wasn't. Oh, the last oh. one was on the GameCube. Oh, God. 
that was wave race blue storm i think they're kind of due for a wave race on the or with the stupid you know um, you're right wave controls. race is one of those games that perhaps like yeah like would have fit the motion controls better than anything else they tried like what why do excite truck when you could have done when wave you race? Could have done wave race. although that was hilarious it was, like, it truck, was so. pretty pretty funny yeah, so uh, that game got more mileage out of us than I think it deserved. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I thought that was really dumb, but still, you guys seem to like less. it. Yeah, I think it was because it was so stupid. It's like it was an arcade racer that kind of embraced everything that was stupid about it. Yeah, and just kind of said, "Yeah, we know it's dumb. Enjoy." <laughs> like, let's make the terrain change for no reason at all. Let's have <laughs> trees collapse on you. Let's have Zach and like let's encourage you to drive really close to trees. So Zach and I keep attempting the middle route. Oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't exist then <laughs> you just made up <laughs> awesome it was a, it's a pretty great game my favorite thing about that was level of detail stuff where if you were falling from a great height you could see like a grid oh, yeah. in the level and then it and then it smoothed out as you as you fell yeah really the, the terrain was very obviously designed in okay this is where the peaks need to be like you know just yeah. in a straight uh straight horizontal map it's uh it was funny it was a fun yeah. go um yeah we're definitely due for a wave race it'd be <laughs> interesting so. to see it but then again connect sports could be that Ooh. sure Ooh. Ooh. a new wave race it was fun it had mines that kips like to run into <laughs> <laughs> i guess the one thing that could get annoying about that mode is when you land if you land it well it goes perfect landing like every time <laughs> It's like just that bit of voice like perfect landing could get irritating uh yeah so uh killer is sick then um as i say talk about the model i think that for fighting games that may work um visually i i like the style of it yeah both actually both at all aesthetic elements of it i think i really like the music is catchy um varied enough between the stages that's cool so the ice stage is all dubstepy and the um the sort of scientist slab is all very violiny and sort of over the top um okay it's kind of cool um character designs are, are detailed and some of them are, some of them are a lot more impressive than others so it's like characters like sable wolf and stuff look um like parts of their nose and stuff look more rounded than i think previous stuff could have done like the detail it's just the subtle elements like in the way the hair moves on him is pretty cool um like he's probably the best looking of the characters um then the others just look a bit like dudes <laughs> you know they're quite chunky stylized and stuff like that and they're Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they do a lot of cool stuff effect wise so pretty much like pretty much everything has a million particles going everywhere so when a fireball hits something it just creates a fuck ton of little yellow bits that just sort of splat everywhere in the in the world and sort of bounce like gravity with sparks and stuff and then like then and the, the fireballs that you fire have like hdr lighting and um stuff like that so the world actually gets darker when a fireball's on screen because it's oh, so bright cool. and That's it's awesome. like it and they leave they leave little wobbly heat trails behind them, and um, when you do a shadow move, which is the its equivalent of supers, you get this like um, smoke effect that comes out from you. But the smoke is is initially in the shape, you know, looks like the character what the character was doing at the time. But the smoke then comes out and dissipates into the world. It's a very nice looking thing. Mm. Um, my only one problem with it is that it's seven twenty and not ten eighty, but 
you know, it, and, and unfortunately that is noticeable after you've been playing all these 1080 games. Yeah, I'll bet. You go, yeah. Back, you go back to this and it's like, it's good looking, but it could be better. And it's like, I don't think anything that the game is doing means that the Xbox wouldn't have been able to handle it in 1080. Mm. Um, I think they obviously just made a conscious decision early to say, well, if we target this, then at least we'll get a good game out. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but I would have liked that little extra ooh, wow factor. Um, and every time you hit someone, the sound is really crunchy, which I like as well. It's not just like, it's like, bun, bun, bun. It's it's really, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a cool, yeah. yeah, it's a real satisfying aesthetic is what, is what I'd call it. Um, and it helps as well that the, the fighting engine underneath it all is actually pretty good too. Um, it's almost, this is the one fighting game I think you can actually say is friendly to beginners. Right. Okay. Because it's actually not that difficult to put together a pretty cool looking combo. Um, it's like the, the combo mechanics are simple enough to do things, but actually when you start digging into it, the it's the non in it's the not in a combo stuff. That's kind of the interesting part of that game. Um, like the way to fool, fool your enemy or the way to, um, trick them with certain scenarios or the way to um, the way you can extend combos in incredibly difficult ways um, to that the, the opponent could do nothing about is where all the high level stuff comes in but actually that high level stuff is quite is higher up the chain than what you would need to play a decent game of Street Fighter um, so I think it's actually quite beginner friendly and the dojo is really good at explaining it all to you oh that's um, always really helps when they get that stuff right it's. I think it's the best training I've seen. Wow! In any fighting cool. game, so it's. I, I think it's really good. It's a shame that they only do it for one character because they describe some stuff that's specific to Jago that you can't do with the other characters, like how to dodge endo endo kukans, which is the equivalent of the Hadouken. Um, uh, endo kukin. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> there are certain uh, there are certain things like about oh. the way he can avoid them that the other characters can't, and perhaps it would be nice if later they expand on some of that stuff to include some of the traits of the other characters. Like, okay, here's what Soul Calibur was really good at that. Like, so you go into like their practice mode, you have the ability to say, okay, what's important for me to know to, to get started with this character? Like, where where do where are their strengths? What moves are effective? That kind of stuff. Um, and I wish they did that for all six of the characters that are currently in there. Um, I mean, and that is the biggest complaint that is lobbied against this, that it's a little light on content, and that's light on content for a fighting game. Right. Um, yeah, because uh, so, yeah, fighting games aren't known for... No. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure there are enough characters to have a proper arcade progression, and perhaps the free-to-play model stops them from doing that. Like, So mm-hmm. there's no like boss character, for instance. There's no... Um, I mean, the closest thing you'll get to that is the endless survival mode, where it's just like, have a fight. If you win, you carry on. If you die, you go back to the beginning. Mm. Um, and it gets harder as you go along. That's, that's the most you'll get out of single player, I think. <laughs> and multiplayer is just, do you want to join a fight? Well, here you go, have a fight. Um, so, yeah, content-wise, it's a little short. Like, I guess the, the thing that keeps me in fighting games or the ones I have ended up playing the most has been something, is the dumb stuff that fighting games are always really good at. Like the challenge tower in Mortal Kombat was awesome. Oh, yeah. um, and the challenge tower in Soul Calibur 4 was pretty good. Um, they didn't really have one in 5, which was a bit disappointing. Um, it's like I kind of wanted, a, wanted want them to have one of those, but I suppose that's there's a reasonable amount of work to do. Um, 
one of those. And I'm not sure there's enough systems in Killer Instinct that you could screw around with in hilarious ways. Um, but it's 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 grabbed Kippers is is what I should say. Like he's played a lot of that game, probably more than anything else. Um, on the That's Xbox, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, interestingly, and I he hasn't really got into fighters for a while. I mean, he said he enjoyed Tekken Tag Two last week, but yeah, um, last episode. Um, so it's kind of surprising to see him fall so so into this. Um, yeah, so I guess that's a testament to it being beginner friendly <laughs> that someone who hasn't really played fighters for ages can just come into it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, so it gets a definite thumbs up for me. Uh, I, I, I think the price is a little steep, and as I mentioned earlier, perhaps for eight yeah, characters yeah. and the that the model, if you're buying them individually, is a little steep. But um, concept has legs. Um, cool. It'll be well, interesting that's, that's... to see how they what they charge for, like <coughs> what season two will end up being, and when the new characters launch, stuff like that. It'll be interesting to see what kind of timescales they're working to in terms of making this thing bigger. I guess the interesting thing is that if they get the mechanics right, they can kind of do a Street Fighter and just sort of keep extending on their free-to-play model for a good few years before they probably have to worry about mixing it up with like a Killer Instinct 2. Uh... <laughs> Killer Do Instinct Reboot yeah. 2. <laughs> Killer Instinct 2 <two-y>. e. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gold 2 again. <laughs> yeah, Killer Instinct again. That's what it's called. Again. That'd be great. <laughs> Once more. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, so that gets the Rob Seal of approval. Thumbs up. Right, eh? Um, uh, Kippers was, has been playing a lot of Dead Rising 3, um, oh, yeah. as has my cousin. They both say it's really good. Okay. Um, okay. They Kippers doesn't seem as down on the quirk as other people have been. That saying you know that Dead Rising Three doesn't have that same level of craziness that One and Two does, mm-hmm. um, but he he doesn't seem to believe that. He said this is the most playable of the lot so far because he found it difficult to get into One and Two, mm-hmm. um, but this two is Japanese. the most. Yeah, maybe something like too many control weirdness. Whereas this yeah. is the most accessible of the lot so okay. far. That's cool. Um, uh, so yeah, he, that gets the Kipper's seal of approval. Um, and I've been playing a shit ton of Forza Five. Here we go. The big launch game. Yeah, and it deservedly, I think, is even despite what people have been saying about the others, deservedly, I think, the, the reason why this has got the biggest review scores is is the most complete for a launch game Okay, of the lot, I think. I mean, it does suffer a little bit from launch game-itis, and they've come yeah. out like this week sort of defending, yeah, we we know it was a little lacking in content, but that's because we had to kind of remake it all again. Yeah. Um, which I guess like three iterations of Forza on the last consoles means that they could just combine efforts on it all. Uh, like, we'll just pull the assets we had from that game. That's fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was Can't fairly... This time. No, they were kind of iterating before, I guess, with their Nürburgring or whatever. But it's like... no, Exactly, it's yeah. Nür- Nürburgring seems to be the thing that most people are annoyed about, which confuses me because Nürburgring is a really irritating track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's a hard sure. thing to learn. As I was trying, as I was, as I was explaining with my Forza 2 runs last time, it's like it's it's a frustrating track to learn and frustrating track to get wrong. But it hasn't got um, that classic Forza track, has it? The from the first game or whatever that the, you know that's sort well, of a lot, leafy, a lot of the, leafy track or. Oh no, that's yeah, that's gone. Um, yeah. Although, yeah, I think that was in Forza Two. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah, if they carried that one on. 
Um, yeah, I mean, there are, there are a few checks that GT does with that. Like, there are a few game, few tracks from the original GT that I think they've been consistently remaking and are still in the series. Yeah. Um, you know, fake tracks, not one, not really. Oh, yeah, ones, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. Okay. Um, but they've been bringing those through. Uh, where I think Forza, I'm not sure, I actually don't know which of the tracks aren't real. I mean, it's probably Prague and the Bernese Alps, I guess, that are the fake ones. And that island one. Oh, Yasmarine. Yasmarine is real. There's a Grand Prix there. You're not sure it looks exactly how they would have depicted it. Maybe not. I think they've, they've ideally they've glamorized it, it a little. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the tracks are quite well, glamorized yeah, I mean, versions actually. of what they should be. They don't. They don't. They don't feel as filthy as they should. <laughs> um, so it's all a bit too clean. Um, um, and you know, I'm hoping that's where some of the iterations come from, especially in the crowd. I mean, everyone's talked about the crowd. Oh, they're it's like, hilarious. It's, quite, it's pretty that shonky. Was, that was a genius moment in the quick look when they just spent like 20 minutes just looking at the crowd <laughs> using the camera. It's, it is pretty well. funny because they don't look, they look like they've all been photographed in a studio. Yeah. And, you know, fairly obviously thanks to the lighting and it's, and that none of them look interested in what's going on. <laughs> they're really high detail bitmaps, but That's they're all the bitmaps. And it's like, well, mm. I mean, FIFA can pull off uh, having the crowd all in motion. Uh, yeah, sure. uh, admittedly, there's probably less to render on the pitch, but even so, I, that's that's the one thing I think that annoys me most about Forza's design, like Forza's gra- Forza's visual graphics. Anyway, it's like that. It's that. It's right. just kind of it just feels like a disappointment compared to everything else because the work, the lighting model, and the track, the detail is pretty great. Um, the car detail is amazing. Yep. It's it's unbelievable. Um, but it is, I suppose it's unbelievable is not the right term. It's believable because those cards exist. Irrebelievable. Irrebelievable. But it's pretty good. Um, I guess. And the other, I, I guess the the game would have significantly benefited from them turning some anti aliasing on, because yeah, it, alias is real bad. Um, right. Yeah. Um. It's weird. I'm sure that that surely that FXAA stuff comes for free, pretty much on any sort of like new graphics tag. Um, yeah, I thought they had that. Yeah, that, that FXAA. Yeah, it's supposed to be really. really it's it's easy, fast enough yeah. that it doesn't really affect your performance in the vast majority of cases. But you know, on a new console, why don't they just anti-alias the whole screen? It's it's not that much of a load to do a basic two times pass. Mm. Um, that would have helped a lot. Um, and the mit mapping, I think, is a bit close. Um, so the the the, the 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 point at which textures start to get muddy is a little close to the car, right? Yeah, um, and it's somewhat no. There's there's one track in particular. I think it's Laguna Seca where you, it looks like the markings where the cars start from are sort of appearing out of the floor. Um, at one point, it looks a bit weird, but I guess these are minor things. But they they're things that I think should have been dealt with last gen, not necessarily this gen. Okay. Um, which makes those a little bit disappointing, and they they seem very fond of light rays. Yeah, a bit too fond. Yeah, there, I mean, there are points in certain tracks where you are driving into the sun, and you can see very little. Okay. Um, they 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 like seem on on quite a few of the tracks. They seem to like picking a time scale, and it will tell you like the local time, like before you start the track, like that some stupid time in the morning. Yeah, like four like, o'clock. Yeah, like four o'clock in the afternoon, or seven a.m. or. 
Uh, and then you've got others that are actually supposedly at midday. And the sun is still shining through the windscreen, so it must be like midday yeah, in winter or something. It's it's a little bonkers. They seem a little bit too fond of that. It's it's not really game-breaking, and it looks nice. Um, but there are times where you can't see a lot, and if you don't know the track, it's a problem. Um, and I guess this isn't necessarily related to the visuals, but aesthetically... Their music choice is diabolical. Yep, it sure is. It's not oh, GT5 God. levels of bad. That, I, had, like, but I, it I can save you from that, that but... Yeah, that was the race. first thing I did, was turn that off during the okay. race. I don't... Yeah. and Like, I want some... If I'm going to have music during the race, I want some thumping quality beats. And it's like... And I can't even do that now, because the Xbox doesn't have an in-game soundtrack. None of oh, that, course, stuff, yeah. made, none of, none of that stuff made it to this gen. Oh, um, yeah. So I can't even change that. So I have to have it off during the race because it's just so crap. It's like it's like a film score where if someone has got who really likes his drums and wasn't interested about making anything memorable or good with the melody, it's just really dull. The menu music in particular is just crap. There's no other word for it. It's just uninteresting rubbish. Irinteresting. 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 Less rubbish. <laughs> Irrefutable crap. There you go. Okay. And gen- generally, everyone agrees. But, I mean, it's I've such a seen, shame because like seen... Forza Four Two had like it's a brilliant soundtrack, an amazing soundtrack. I mean, just the music, the fact that music had uh, Darth Vader playing Faithless in my house. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's got it's got Faithless and you know. Bang, like, bang, bang. It's a really good soundtrack so cool. in Forza, and I think even in Forza Four, the soundtrack was good. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't remember a lot. As I say I never really played that game that much, but from what I heard of it, it's like they had some drum and bass and stuff in there, so that's a distant past. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's I don't know why they've decided that, or I don't know why they chose to do that. I mean, Forza is kind of pitching itself, I suppose, as the love letter to cars, um, right? And perhaps their choice of this aesthetic is like, look how much reverence we're giving them. And it's like, no, I'm I'm about to write, race a first edition Golf GTI Rabbit um, round the Top Gear test track. I really don't think this music is appropriate. What you want <laughs> is the music that the producers of Top Gear put into Top Gear, because that tends to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, they're trying to Top Gearize pretty much like yeah, a lot about that, that game. Yeah, and it's uh, like why they didn't just go just just roll with it. Mate, if you're going to do that, just go for it. Mm. Um, the Top Gear is an interesting choice, really, because like it, it's sort of it's nice when it happens when you get that stuff. There's not enough of it, um, personally, because it lightens the rest of the very self-serious mood. Yeah, exactly. They should, yeah, use that channel that actual attitude rather than like thinking. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it fits, and you know they do some other stupid things like the talking in the menus is unskippable. Like so, if so, if if the lady starts telling you about a particular menu item, you can't actually do anything until she stops talking. Um, which even, is the problem, even in cases where there's a text box that actually says pretty much the same yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly the same thing. That's like, the worst. Uh, I, I can I can read it faster than she can say it, and she'll say things slightly differently than they're written. Well, naturally, occasionally saying different things, and uh, and I can't just go well skip through this. I don't care. Um, you just can't. It's dumb. I don't know why they decided. Well, I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. Um, uh, so, on top of all this negative, then, it's good to know that the actual racing is friggin' awesome. Is it? Yeah, the actual the actual gameplay, when you're racing, it's amazing. It's brilliant. It's the best it's ever been. Really? Um, that's good to know. Okay, that's cool. 
That's very cool. How do you? How does it compare to like? Because it's got a bit more street racing in these days, hasn't it? Than it used to. I guess you got Prague, haven't you? Is that the only street? Uh, there's there's that and the Bernese Alps. They're the only two street courses. Uh, okay. And so to be not... honest, they're my favourite tracks. Right. It's not um, a suitable kind of. I'm, I've been looking for a suitable Project Gotham replacement, but I don't think it exists. there isn't. And yeah. it's interesting that you say that because playing those tracks makes me want a Project Gotham yeah. or a game that focuses on street racing a bit. Yeah, um, I like that. But does games. it in a sort of simulation stance? And it's because PGR those are really one, I really like PGR one. I know you guys preferred MSR, but I I, the, I really played a lot of PGR one, and I really enjoyed it. I think I think PGR one would probably be, be all right to go back to. I'm not sure MSR. I, I think we liked the ideas that they cultivated in MSR with the, the ability yeah. for you to set your own goals and you sort of challenging yourself, and that was kind yeah. of interesting. Even if, I don't think they executed it massively well, but. Um, but it was an interesting idea that they then just sort of threw away and went for a sort of metal model. And I thought, that's not as interesting. Mm. Um, and I think that's, you know, driving aside, I think that immediately turned me off the idea of PGR1 just because they, it felt like a step backwards to in terms of design for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if the game was probably better. I mean, PGR2, I didn't have a problem because it was the same structure. Yeah. Um, but by that point, Xbox Live was um, around. Yeah. And, you know, the leaderboard stuff was really interesting. Um, yeah. So PGR two kind of won me back by being having features that weren't there before. Um, yeah, that were new and exciting. Um, but yeah, it's it's got to be. I, I still have always felt the handling in Forza, even now, even though I'm now playing on a controller, and I always used to play Forza two on a wheel. Um, it still feels good on a controller. Um, yeah, yeah, and the, and it makes good use of the rumble triggers, which is the only thing I've played that makes use of the rumble triggers. Um, on the Xbox controller, uh, it's, it's it's just really good. It just feels really good. It feels really natural. Um, cool. And the the level of assists you can tailor it quite well. Um, I do have a bit of a difficulty problem in that I play on highly skilled most of the time. But if I up that to expert level, expert level is just a bit too difficult for me in terms of the enemy difficulty. And highly skilled is a bit too easy. So I then try and make it hard for myself by reducing the assists. Um, that it gives me. So I play with traction control and stability off. I play with simulation steering where I can. Um, I play with simulation damage. Um, Oh, actually, the damage modeling isn't very good. I should say that. Like, (laughs) glass doesn't break. Right, yeah. It bends. It's weird. That is weird. Um, It's only noticeable on some cars. The Golf GTI is the worst because the front of the car is where the lights are, like just right there. Right, so if, yeah. the, if that gets crumbled, the lights crumble. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. Okay. Um, bit of an oversight. I mean, it looks fine on the sides of the cars. It's just the front that looks rubbish. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I play with all those assists turned off, and it makes it a little bit more manageable because I, I I try not to use the rewind feature too much, but it is just so tempting, the fact that it's there. It's like, oh, I've just really cocked that corner up. I'll go back. Um, at least this time you get a slight you get slightly penalized for using it. Like every time you use it, you get like 1% knocked off your winnings. Mm-hmm. Um, so like on average, I think I get like two or 3% knocked off most of my race scores um, because I'm using rewind. Um, yeah. It's, it's good most, to have, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It, it does. It does relieve some of the frustration sometimes because like the driver tars, the driver tars are interesting. Heard, yeah. The driver tars are just, uh, it works too well. <laughs> That's what I. They, they, yeah, they've mimic they mimic way too much of human behavior, which yeah. is be an asshole. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's and just, they are and just, all assholes. Yeah. I'm just As the weird thing is, they. the weird thing is, is when it's someone on my friends list's driver tar, they are way more aggressive than the people I don't know. So, like, I wonder if, like, it's filling in the blanks, like, with random people that, like, for... Um, that it doesn't that aren't on my friends list that so doesn't know to pull. I, so I'm not sure about that. But sometimes you'll come like the one the people I know on my list or are just like real aggressive, right? And sometimes yeah. they'll do really like bastard things. You'll be on a straight and you'll be drafting like inches from the back of them, and they'll slam and they'll on the brakes yeah. for no reason at all. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, just in the middle of a straight, they're just like, oh, I'll just randomly break. <laughs> it's, it's evil, but it's also it's hilarious, and you don't expect like there are times when the AI will make mistakes really convincingly. Like they'll overshoot corners, they'll turn too early and have to break like more than they need to because they've gone on the inside wrong. Um, <laughs> they'll use other cars as brakes uh, you know, classic things like that but it, it makes the race real dynamic like you're, you're having okay. to deal with it all the time you're not just running the line it's it's fun it's really cool and okay. you know and now that there's 16 cars on track when you're having 16 cars on track and all of them are crappy like d class or c class cars like there's going to be some contact because they, they all the pack stays really close together most of the time and it's that stuff is really cool. And I wonder how that's going to change as I progress through the ranks. Like presumably the pack will start pacing out and it will become more of a precision driving game. Um, but at these lower levels, it's just a laugh. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's like crazy go-karts with mental AI that they're mimicking yeah. real people really quite well. And that, that and it does highlight why I like Forza over Gran Turismo is because the collisions and the physics of the collisions feel believable. Okay. Whereas in GT, they never have. It's because that's not that they don't care. They don't want there to be collisions in GT, do they? I guess. No, like people, I guess. They, they just don't model it right. You just sort of bounce off and everyone's fine. Yeah. Um, whereas but, they I have think real that's... consequence in Forza. Like, exactly. if you muck up, you can really, if you like hit someone in the back too front, you can muck up the brake on one side of your car, for instance. Yeah. And then next time you come into a corner and you brake, you'll, you'll drift in the opposite direction because that brake isn't doing its job. Mm. You know, it's it, things like that that just set it as completely apart from from gt even if there are only what 200 cars in this one compared to the like thousand or so there are in <laughs> only <GT>. 200 <laughs> i know that's fine that's fine that's you get more tons. you get that's, that's who wants a thousand cars I, I guess the people that want to drive a particular brand of people carrier is <laughs> like want those thousand cars well, yeah some of this, it looks like there's quite a few that are almost duplicates <laughs> There aren't that many in Forza, but yeah, I'd imagine there must be in GT, like, you know, the different varieties of the same model, maybe. Well, I mean, they haven't got entirely away from that, even in Forza, where it's just like, or if not actual duplicates of, like, different models of the car, just ones that are incredibly similar, where it's just like, it's a different company, but it's basically the same. Uh, yeah, the, the, the one that they, and they point, they even, like, play to this a little bit. There's one right at the start. The first league you have to do includes both the Toyota GT86 and the Subaru BRZ, which are actually the same car, just with a different brand logo on them. <laughs> so that's 199 cars then. <laughs> yeah, <I guess. laughs> has it got zach's but, uh yellow mr2 is a question uh, what's a good question i haven't seen one no but i haven't done the early sport compact league yet which would probably bring that up um it's not yellow it's white white mr2 <laughs> oh i thought it was yellow yeah. okay fair enough i think i had a white boxster that i used to drive a lot in the pgr uh Man, I, I used to stay clear of the um, 
I don't think they had the Porsche license. I'm not sure they they do. They still don't. I'm not sure. Porsche seemed a hard one. They had it at one point, I think. Um, no, they, they, no, they had RAF. Um, oh, did they? So it's that. Which are, which are like a, a, a tuner of Porsche. Um, and they, they could get those versions in the game. Hmm. But I remember, like, in Forza 2, they were a bastard to drive. Like, real, real cars. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. With the, with the engine where it was. They were real hard. <laughs> yeah, you're right with, a, like, a Cayman or a Boxster, though, because they're mid-engined or whatever. It's yeah. the 911s. It's the 911s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, were, they were evil. So I just sort of stayed clear of them. Cool. Well, Yeah, that Porsche, that, I think a lot, lot of games struggle with that Porsche license. Yeah, it must be hard to... Well, I they like they have their own it. games, which are terrible, right? Don't they? They have, like, yeah. Porsche Driver Challenge or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think Need, yeah, for, Need Speed for Speed has got it, right? It. Yeah. yeah. I think so. It's on the box, isn't it? Like a Porsche. Oh, I did think. you hear about what, what the PC version of Need for Speed Rivals? What about it? They frame-locked it. Yeah. It um, runs at 30 on a PC, regardless of whether your hardware could go better than that. Well, supposedly, if you unlock it, it's because it's a physics engine thing like Bioshock, but physics runs at 30, so if you unlock it, everything just Just looks, up. looks crap, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a real shame. But that does mean that the version I was playing at um, Eurogamer might have actually been the PC version after all. Right, okay. Well, I guess you could... Column, I you guess. Could... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a bit weird. I guess you could I just wasn't it. expecting that. Yeah. yeah. Apparently that game's okay, right? I don't know. It's but that's it. That's it's just okay. Right. Like the enough. structure seems to be there for it to be a great game, but that it doesn't really uh the fact that there can be only five other players in the world and the world is big enough that you might not ever see them for a while. And like there's no impetus to draw those human players together. And mm. it's like when they are together, that's when that game is at its best, but there's no real driving force to force to, to create those occasions. I see, right. And so it sort of falls down on it's like it's got a great it's got a great it's got a great mechanical backing, but you can't use it most of the time. It's not being used to its fullest the vast majority of the game. Everything else is great. <laughs> so bit of a weird one. Okay. I think that's probably true of most of the Need for Speeds, really. Whoa. The last few. The They've few, always, yeah. always failed in one aspect. Yeah, they're like, they're, they seem to get the majority right, but there's always something that seems to be wrong with the design, like wrong enough that's off-putting. Yeah. Come on, Criterion. Got to make more Burnout. Damn it. Just make a cocking Burnout game. <laughs> that's not yeah. Burnout Paradise. Yeah. Make, make a traditional Burnout game with next-gen tech. That would be amazing. Yeah, freaking imagine the crash mode. Burnout Three was so, so freaking good. In fact, Burnout Three was so good that it made Zach buy an Xbox. Yeah, yeah, that is quite quite the statement. Well, it's true, right? That's not gonna yeah. that didn't happen for an entire next generation. <laughs> it probably won't happen for this generation. That there'll be a game so good on Xbox or PS4 that, that Zach has to buy one. I think it's quite unlikely. More more likely to be something on Wii U, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have to buy that one's come here. <laughs> Still, yeah, I don't have one yet. That's true. That's <laughs> you will do. It's inevitable. Nib 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 nib. Inevitable. <laughs> right. So, so yeah, I, I think I think Fortify definitely deserves the fact that it's being reviewed higher than everything else. Um, okay. Not that I've really played in much of the third party stuff, but it's 
It's actually, um, it's not got like... It does deserve its high rating. It's pretty great. Yeah. There's been some um, some dissent about Forza, but I'm not quite sure why, but uh, well, that I've noted. This, this, I mean, it's DLC stuff is kind of a bit crappy. I mean, it's... $70 Monocle Gate. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do... I disagree with the, not necessarily the pricing structure, but the way that they're rolling it out. It's like the game launched with several DLC packs available, which is never great. I don't like that. Day one DLC, I think, is bad. Um, unless it's crazy stuff like, I don't know, a color for a fighter. <laughs> I'm probably okay with because I don't have to buy that shit. It doesn't affect me. Um, it's... Yeah, it's the fact that it does the Dirt 3 thing of showing you the DLC stuff in the menus. Yep, yep. Um, so you'll, you'll be browsing through the list and go, oh, look, there's a, there's a oh, what was it? Is it the Ford Charger everyone's complaining about? Something like that? Or No, that's a Dodge. Dodge Charger, I think you can drive that real. There's a few iconic cars that are behind DLC walls. Oh, right, just, okay. And you're just like, but you must have planned this from the beginning, right? Right. And it's... And that you just feel bad about it, and it's. Uh, I, I think a lot of people have had problems with that. That it's like this is day one DLC, and they're holding back real quality stuff behind this DLC wall. Um, that should have just been in the launch game. Yeah, and it's, uh, and it's it's annoying people. Um, and basically, all that they've come out and said is like, oh yeah, but there's going to, you know, if you're worried about, you know, in in response to the content thing like and they've basically come out and said yeah but we're going to be working on making 10 cars a month as dlc and it's like well that helps no one yeah they want to pay more money for if they're worried about the content loss it's Hmm. um so that's that's it's it's an interest interesting but i I get again i hope it's not a trend but inevitably will be well We'll see. We'll see how the trend... We'll get to our gaming's worst trend of the year business. Although it's probably the same as... I can't even remember what it was last year. What did we say last time? That's one of our categories. Yeah, it was. Um, I haven't got my iPad on me, so I can't read it back. Okay, no problem. um, So, yes. Uh, It's a shame that Forza is is kind of a little bit, you know, too self-serious now with all that music and just in general when it used to be kind of the fun one compared to... I wonder uh, if they're PT. trying to make a make a like a, a very strict split with the Horizon series. Perhaps they thought that Horizon yeah. did well enough that it's Maybe. like okay, we, perhaps we want to go down that direction, which then may make the next Forza Horizon game bloody amazing. Yes, yeah, I mean the first one was apparently pretty damn awesome. I'm still thinking of playing that. So. Yeah, I mean I'm in two minds about the open world nature of it, like yeah. about, or of some of it, but. Um, uh, maybe the next one is going to be worth a punt because it's maybe that's got more of the stuff that appeals to me now. Maybe if that's the split they're choosing. Mm. But I do, I do really enjoy the structure of Forza. So I always have done like the main motorsport games. It's, mm. it's not as crazy as GT's career idea where you have to grind up money to just be able to do things next. It's like you know, it's, it's well paced enough that you can just keep going and there's enough to, there to keep it interesting and the racing itself is interesting enough that you don't necessarily care um i haven't progressed very far i get in in how i've been playing it because i just keep going back and doing stuff or trying to um i guess that's the other interesting thing to note about their structure and this goes across into the multiplayer as well that you don't have to win you can like for the most of the single player you only have to come third or better 
okay, um, to, cool. to be classed as getting a gold. And it's like, that makes sense given that there's more cars on track and that it's actually sometimes the AI will conspire against you, like create a wall of cars, meaning that it's actually going to be real difficult for you to progress. Mm-hmm. So, and the, the same logic applies to the rewards you get in multiplayer. You don't have to win if there's 16 players in a lobby. You only have to come third to get gold medal. And it's, I think that's wise. Um, I think with the driver tar system, I think you're only going to, you always, there's, there's sometimes you will get a driver tar that seems insanely good compared to everyone else. Um, so they just drive off and win by, by a mile. Um, mm-hmm. And the same thing always happens in multiplayer. You always have one person in the room who's really, really good, um, who just drives off. Uh, and wins everything mm, so this gives cool. this doesn't this system just doesn't it adds a, la- a layer of motivation i guess you know you don't have to win to do well and it's like that's fine i'm I'm okay with that if i just if i'm just gunning for the gold and not for the win then that perhaps uh it's more attainable it's what it feels more in reach yeah because in real so, life you, you don't have to win every every race to enjoy motorsport or whatever no it's i think it's interesting um I'll, maybe maybe once i've played a bit more multiplayer i'll uh be able to uh make, yeah make it make a comment on that it's mm. a bit more. cool okay so that's the first half of your thoughts or impressions i guess initial yeah i guess initial well i'll be playing single player more than the multiplayer as i always do because there's just a yeah. lot of it but there's a lot of progression to do Oh, that reminds me. Another thing I don't like about the Xbox's main UI. I don't like the new achievement interface. Oh, right. Yeah, I've heard bad things. What's the deal? It's like, well, it's sort of fine for achievements you don't already have because it just displays them as big white boxes with a brief mm-hmm. descri- with what they're worth and the description of what you have to do. Once you've achieved it, though, the description disappears and it shows you a picture instead. Right. Um, so if you want to dig into what you've done, you have to actually have to click on that achievement. It will go full screen and show you the details about it. And then you have to back out of it. And right, like, to everyone. What was, what was wrong to... with the old list? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. I, I think it's like it's partly because of Microsoft don't want any of those vertical lists anymore. And it's like, well, this is one case where that's clearly better. Yeah. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. And also there are some times where uh, I guess this is part of the notification system or part of the general general OS flow is that if you go if you click something that shortcuts you to a part of another app, if you go back from there, it will take you to where you were before, not upper level within that app. Um, there doesn't there seems to be some cases where there's no way. Say you take a shortcut to a bit of the store, and you actually want to stay in the store, you just want to go upper level. Mm-hmm. You can't because go back takes you back to where of you course. were before, and then yeah. you then have to go to the store fresh. It's like that seems a bit dumb. There needs to be an option to go up. I think. I mean, they took that out of bloody Windows in the file system, which really annoyed me. The up button, you only had the back button, and then you had the breadcrumb which you could click, which worked. Fine. Oh, I think that's fine. I quite like most having of the time, it up. most of the time back is go up. So most of the time, yeah. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I actually find back quite quite useful in some cases. If I'm jumping around a lot, then it's yeah. like j- jump a big j- a big step is fine. It's yeah, I guess you get used to it. It's... Yeah, but why not have both? Anyway, I guess <laughs> it, it's neater. Anyway, well, the crumbs is kind of gives you that, I suppose. But yeah, in theory. So yes, um, that's the whole deal, isn't it? Xbox po- Xbox Week, Xbox Podcasts, more yeah. to come, I'm sure. 
Oh, I finished Tomb Raider, so. Okay, cool. Um, um, I don't really have much to add, to be honest, other than it ended pretty nice nice sequences, but the story is still garbage. Yep, yep, but still recommended. Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, Zach. <laughs> um, I, I, how much time have we got left? Probably not much. Um, <laughs> but we're going to have to none. carry on. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're overrunning by miles. Okay, fine. Well, um, well, go ahead, Zach. Get some stuff in, and then we'll uh, call it a call it a podcast. Well, fortunately, there's not much to say this time. Cool. Fortunately, because okay. <laughs> well, what I've mostly been playing, what I've mostly been playing on the computer is Team Fortress, because I've been mm. having a week of that. Well, or two weeks, I guess. It's been a while. Oh, well, not really. Okay. <laughs> I just haven't played it this much for a while. Hello, my name is Zachary Burgess, and I'm an addict. It's been not very long since I played Team Fortress. <laughs> And then what I've mostly been doing, as I as I hinted at earlier, with my DS sitting in front of my keyboard, is I've been goddamn grinding the Pokemons. <laughs> because if you're trying to do the breeding thing, yeah, I've been trying. I've been trying to get a fucking shiny of this. Just one. Uh, <laughs> really, God damn it! It's just so silly. Well, what's really dumb about it is that it's fairly clear by people's analysis of like how frequently shinies have been appearing that they've increased the rate at which they appear in the wild because i've got three just out of wild encounters in the grass and the weird thing was like, i got those three pretty quickly at the start of the game and then haven't seen one since like the whole <laughs> the whole like let's call it the whole last three quarters of the game i didn't see another one <laughs> hmm. i just saw those three right at the start and then that was it weird but then when I've been trying to breed one, there's like a very specific way you have to do it with the foreign Pokemon and all that. And that has like a, you know, that has a well-known probability chance, of yeah. it working. But I just haven't, I guess I just haven't got lucky yet. It's not got to the point where it's like, I should literally have one. Because it's like one in 1200 or something. Oh, wow. That's quite low. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's quite low. Well, I mean, it's one in 8,000 for the wild one. Right. Well, or supposedly that was what it was last time. I think it's probably more than that now. So, do you think those few you saw at the start were just because the game was showing you that they exist? That's what I was thinking. It's like, is it like slightly weighted towards lower levels, <coughs> maybe, or something? Hmm. I mean, obviously, it hasn't been to- the systems haven't been entirely disassembled for this game yet. Yeah. Like, like they inevitably will be. But it's like, so obviously, it's only like one in twelve hundred if you're using the proper breeding methods to try and get a shiny. But I haven't got one yet, and I've been through like maybe. I, I lost. I should have kept track by, by like marking off every time I did a whole box of eggs. Hmm. <laughs> but I think I've probably done like maybe five to six hundred by now. So, so what happens to the eggs you don't want? You skip it. How? Just, there's a button in when you're in your in your PC. It's just you just hit release and then they go away. Oh, it's called release. Oh, that's that's okay. Yeah, I was a bit worried it was just going to be like euthanize. Or... Yeah, where do they go? <laughs> yeah. That's the real question. Into the food industry. Yeah, exactly. It's like especially if you're breeding things that look like rabbits, I guess. Or... Yeah, probably chicken, chicken Pokemon, or cows, cow, cow Yep. But so I've been doing that, and I've been through like goddamn six hundred, and I've like I've now got I've got the Pokemon I'm trying to breed and a foreign version of it, which means that I have the highest percentage chance of making an egg. So basically, every time that it's possible to get an egg, I probably will get it's like seventy percent chance. Mm. So you know, as I'm trundling backwards and forwards along this road in front of the breeding centre, every time I come back, it's like pick up another egg, pick up another egg, do that for thirty times, and then you have a whole box. Mm. And then I've got the like 
the final special power that you get that makes the eggs hatch faster. So then you take the eggs out of your box, just drive around, around in circles <laughs> until they all hatch. And then it's like, well, why have I not got on the updated show yet? I'm technically only 50% unlucky so far, though. <laughs> so does time only pass if you, like, move? Yeah, it's per step. Right. So you actually have to physically... That's what... It's, like, not very subtle, where it's, like, in front of the breathing centre, there's just a very long, completely straight road with no grass on it. <laughs> so you can just travel backwards and forwards while you're waiting for the eggs to spawn. Like and then in the middle of the main city, there's, a pl- there's a like, a circular plaza where you can just hold down one button and just go forever. <laughs> I like that they thought about that. Yep. <laughs> that seems way too planned. Well, I mean, they've they sort of they've done it in the previous games to some extent, but now it's really obvious in this one because hmm. <laughs> you know what you're looking for. So yeah, I'm only fifty percent unlucky so far. I'm like halfway through the once I reach twelve hundred eggs and I still haven't got one, then it'd be like well, I should have one. Probability, lol. Yeah, but that's not how probability works. So you know, <laughs> God damn it, might never get one. <laughs> yeah, I suppose if you get yeah, you're past average at that point, and you're like. You're technically unlucky when you go past 1,200. Yes, exactly. So maybe I'll get to that point and then still be pissed off. Or maybe I'll just get one. The weird thing is I've spontaneously bred one with maximum stats. Oh, okay. Which means, and well, the two that I'm breeding together are one which is five out of six, Mm. and the foreign one is three out of six. Okay. So breeding a six out of six out of that pairing is actually really low probability as well, Mm. because it means I've got the five stats and randomly got the sixth one to be maximum as well, which is Mm. one in 32, just even that happening. (laughs) So it's like, that one should have been shiny. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been way too convenient. That's the other problem with this whole thing. It's like, when I get the shiny, what if it's terrible? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that doesn't matter at that point. It's keeping the shiny that's the important thing. Because it does it add it to a special part of the Pokedex or yes, something? Yes, it does. You get your shiny tab where you can see what they look like in <laughs> shiny form. So you can't just look at them, can you? You have to, you have, to have one to... I'm not sure how it works, because normally in the... Mul- I, think it's still, I think it's probably still the case that in like multiplayer and in certain... In like the... Battle Institute, where you go against random or not actually random NPC teams. I don't think those add to your Pokedex, as mm. in seen the Pokedex. So I don't think if you were even fighting against another player which had them, they probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't add them in. Okay, which kind of sucks. You'd have to just trade back and forth, <laughs> trade them across, and then trade them back or steal them <laughs> if you're a master. Can you do other- that? Well, if they if they are foolish enough to agree to trade with you. Oh, right. Although I did actually get a shiny randomly off a off a off one of the random trades where you just put in anything and you get something. Someone put mm. a shiny in there. And I was like, wow. That's unusually generous. Mm. <laughs> it's not just another crappy bug like they mostly are. Weird. And then the other thing I had also been trying to do a bit of was do the, the special battle institute battles. Because Battle Institute battle, go! Well, I sort of started to realise when doing these is like, like it's sort of training for multiplayer, sort of, because basically the, these these NPCs are clearly programmed to have actual tactics and not just been, not just the usual Pokemon style of like use whatever one of the random four moves. Yeah, and that that is actually not very fun. <laughs> I don't like actual Pokemon tactics. Hmm. It's like, oh look, this fucking—it's like an ice water Pokemon. What type of move did it have? Electric. <laughs> what? Okay, what? Oh, okay, that's uh, weird. It's like, well, that's sort of an inherent thing that they did when they started 
that's re, a, re re redoing all the move sets and all the is that to types. combat that if you like the, the things that are good against it are probably yeah weak against exactly, electric exactly it's like hmm. they, they and they sort of unlock the move sets a bit more to let you have these unusual moves theoretically if you're using a move of the same type as the pokemon that makes them slightly more powerful so there is still an advantage to using the you know moves that you would expect hmm. in terms of damage output sure but then it's just like these super unusual ones and it always gets me where it's just like it's fucking water it's got that lightning attack it's and, kind of, it is a bit strange because you know it makes it unpredictable therefore Surely it's no longer tactical at that point. Well, I mean, it's... obviously when it comes to the real tactics of actual Pokemon battles, it's like everyone knows what the good tactics are and everyone just does them. <laughs> it's not quite so unpredictable as, as like, here's a random... I mean, obviously you could probably still do that. There's probably still tactics in having a move, because even just, like, a totally different move that no one would expect, you can probably still manage that. That's probably still a tactic. Mm. But then there's the other kinds of tactics you get where they're just like <laughs> super annoying. It's like here's a Pokemon that's built entirely around defense, and all it does is basically it's, it has f- its four moves are Leech Seed, which drains your health yeah. and gives it health. Uh, it has Giga Drain, so it drains your health and gains it health. <laughs> it's holding an item which at the end of the turn it gains health. <laughs> right. And then its other move is it just protects itself so you can't do any damage. <laughs> So all it does is just drain your health really slowly and never take any damage and regain all its health every time you hit it. That's pretty evil. Yeah, it's like it's really annoying, but mm. I guess that's actually a legitimate tactic. Yeah, it's a tanker. But it's like not actually very fun. No, that must be really slow and dull. Yep, especially if you don't have the right type to fight against it, mm. then you're doubly screwed if you can't get the super effective. So yeah, actual Pokemon tactics, not actually that fun. If you're not interested in going into that, it doesn't really sound it, does it? <laughs> so that's that. Oh, I mean, I never really liked Pokemon multiplayer anyway. No, like I didn't. Well, it's it, that's the thing about like now that anyone can just run, like random people on the internet can be like battle it. I'm like, no, because you're probably going to be a bastard. There's probably like a ninety percent chance that the people who are looking for random fights on the internet are going to be <laughs> super hardcore with their tactics and just going to completely destroy you every time. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it still works. Like maybe, maybe the thing about Pokemon multiplayer is it kind of worked back in the days where you had to physically be in front of that person and you had like a sort of rivalry going yeah. with people you knew. Like maybe then, it when, kind when of you worked. could agree house rules, yeah, and not be masters, that kind of stuff. No legendaries. Well, yeah, or the fact that the games didn't necessarily grant you the flexibility to do some of that crazy stuff. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, maybe then that was. I, I kind of get that. I mean, but I never just really liked the battle system necessarily in Pokemon myself. I think it's well, it is kind of nice to, for it to not just be like rock paper scissors. Mm. But that there is a little. <laughs> you can You have to make it fun as well in some way, or I, maybe I just don't get it. I, I don't know. Maybe there just needs to be more to it. Like you know, the classic problem of Pokemon. Perhaps they just need to well, make like the their... four limited four moves and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Maybe there just needs to be a little bit more, more of a shake up. Yeah. Because there's there's only three still, I guess, grades, right? It's either normal, effective, or crap, or super effective, right? No, they kind of got rid of that once they got rid of once they added dual types. Because now oh, right. if it's super effective against both types, it's basically four times as effective. Oh, okay, super, so you super. get double. Yeah, okay. 
It should say it's kinder effective. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, what it should for like because there's obviously there's the opposite where it's like if you have double resistance, mm. then you get super resistance. So it's like normal super effective should be it's kind of effective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but or it's just it's effective. Yeah, it doesn't actually tell you when it's the four or the or the quarter. Mm. So yeah, that's that. You got there breeding some more eggs. There doesn't need to be the superlative, does there? If that's the only uh, higher state, <laughs> if it's the only one, like it, it's effective, would would have done. Well, a normal attack should ought to be effective. <laughs> Maybe it's more effective. It's kind. It's kinder effective. Sounds a bit negative, doesn't it? Like, yeah. like if you've gone against one resistance, maybe that's kinder effective. Well, they need to move it up a gear to like mega effective or like ultra ultra effective. Yeah. That would be the logical one. It's stupidly effective. And then the I'm other way, it's like it barely has well, any effect. Yeah. <laughs> it's ineffective. Yeah, it's ineffective. It's ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's that so I'm going to continue breeding more eggs and then maybe next podcast I'll, if I'm not taking up all my time and stuff I'll, I'll report back to as whether I'm unlucky or not well we, we may have Battlefield 4 to talk about <laughs> that's true we ordered Battlefield 4 because it was cheap on a Black Friday sale oh really PC yep okay we're going to risk the, risk the like crash land 23 quid something like that oh that's not bad yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, for something that's only been out like a month. It, the, the weird thing about that was that there was a sale on Origin for their Black Friday thing, which oh, I, and it wasn't as good. Which I caught wind of, and it was like, well, it was on there. It was like, oh, it's twenty six quid, and then I was considering it, but I was like, yeah, but it's still like buggy and shit. So like, I, yeah, I I remain unconvinced. So I so I closed that and then didn't buy it. And then the very next day, it was like it's on Amazon for twenty three quid, and I'm like, well, fuck it, <laughs> that's close enough to cheap. <laughs> And with me, it was always kind of like, well, we need to both be in in order for it to work. Well, I was like, scared, uh, but, but now that I'm in, you have more of an incentive. Yeah, exactly. And I can delete Battlefield 3 and just move on to 4, hopefully, you know. It's, it's hard to space. It's enormous. That's true. Not that I don't imagine port being. I wish there was a way of just saying uninstall the single player. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. I don't want that shit. It would help. Although I will probably play through Battlefield 4s for academic reasons. Well, yeah, naturally. It's bound to be terrible. I don't even know. I can't even imagine what sort of story they were going for this time. It's like the story of Free had nukes, and that's basically the pinnacle of all New War stories <laughs> ever. I thought, you know, I thought 4 look, uh, looked like it had a really dumb story because I watched a bit of Quick Look. But then I saw, I kind of was in like a live stream of them Quick Looking Call of Duty Ghosts or something. Yeah. And um, they were doing some stupid um, alien invasion multiplayer mode. And then yeah. I must have tuned out or not been paying attention and they switched back. And what had happened is they'd switched to PC version and, and they went from the start of the single player. But I thought, and so they were showing the intro to the single player. But I thought it was like, part of the dumb alien mode because it just seems so stupid well, and then like, i realized the stupid like yeah ion cannon shit and like and then i gradually realized oh shit this is the actual story of the actual yeah. game space, this is space the dumbest thing by brazil the dumbest <laughs> thing i have ever heard in my entire life i think yes I mean, it's yeah. it's pretty. Du- they, yeah, they, 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 I think they got ran out of ideas. It's like we can't <laughs> face the Russians again. What are we going to do? Uh, we're going to have the Brazilians take over a satellite. Yeah, that's yeah. It. The that's South it. That doesn't sound stupid at all. No, that's, what, that's like that's exactly the point of like where do you go from nukes? 
And, and it's like Call of Duty 4. That was that was their pinnacle of neeks, and it's just been ridiculous from then on. Well, that was Honestly, the problem that's, with, that's with as um, good as the, that. Apart from Black Ops 2, that's as good as the core storylines have been. Is Call of Duty 4? Yeah, and that's exactly. not saying a lot because it wasn't. It had its moments, but the story was kind of all over the place. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. That, it's like in Battlefield, they hit that immediately. Straight, <laughs> as soon as they tried to, to do new. a single player, straight to new. I mean, that happened with 24. I mean, there was like nine seasons of 24, and they they went to the giant nuke yeah. in season two. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, okay, what can we do after that? And then at some point in like season six, they're like, well, we'll set off a nuke actually in a city, but we'll make it like a small one. And then we'll forget about it after like two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's irrelevant. That's why everyone needs to get go to space. Word. Yeah. And that does make for a really dumb looking sequence, doesn't it? Like the space fight. Space fight is just the most ridiculous thing anyway. So speaking of which, I saw Gravity. Yeah, I saw I that. That was good. Hella good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's basically a fairground ride, though. Like, it's not oh, a yeah. plot, but it's pretty good. But that, that, oh, that, that, just that opening sequence. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's really cool. Because like, it's ages before they make a cut, and I thought that was really clever. Yeah, it was really well like 10, done. 10, 15 minutes before there's a single camera cut. And it's... Although I did think my 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 favorite conceit of the film that was just so incredibly dumb was like, everything in space is like just over there. <laughs> like if you're oh, yeah, on the shuttle yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, everything's gone, gone wrong. We better go to the International Space Station. It's just over there. Let's pop over there. And then that goes yeah, wrong. Every, like, everything was very conveniently close. Yeah, like, close oh, together. Earth far away. And then the, the, the Chinese, Chinese station, station wasn't far away. And it's like the Earth is quite big. And then if you expand that sphere to higher up it's bigger it's even bigger yeah <laughs> it's like everything isn't in one spot but still it worked for the film but it was pretty hilariously yeah. done it's like oh i'll just scoot over there with my um with my uh what's it my called jetpack. maneuverable system maneuvering system yeah yeah anyway so as long as you start moving you'll get there eventually that's, well <laughs> yeah. that's technically how space works but you might not have enough oxygen to do it yeah yeah <laughs> unlike point, kerbal yeah. where you can just fly with the jetpack right wherever the fuck you want yeah <laughs> can you you, just... you probably can't get enough can you actually well i suppose once you're in orbit because you probably can't achieve like an escape velocity with the kerbal jetpack can you you can on some of the very small moons you can oh, do right. like completely exposed like from orbit just in the jetpack land and then jump and then get, <laughs> the get back into orbit again oh man that would be so fun <laughs> that's quality oh crazy anyway yes anyway. we're way over running so we should probably wrap it up i played a bit more um GTA, that's carrying on. The story is continuing. Shit is going down now, which is quite interesting. Between <laughs> the characters. Uh, so I think it's getting towards the end. They were start, they, Like last time that I talked about it, they were talking about the big job. But I think that's postponed because most of the characters are pissed off <laughs> at each other. So they can't do okay. it because they hate each other. So, um, <laughs> so uh, yeah. But, well, yeah. I suppose that's one way to extend the story another few hours. Yep. Yeah, but it's interesting because they could. But at this point, you know the characters and all their motivations and all the crazy stuff. So, so it's interesting that stuff is stuff is happening and it's cool. So, uh, continues to be good. But uh, I'll let you know how the story pans out. Uh, and that game looks pretty great still. I don't know. It's pretty amazing what they pulled off on those old pieces of hardware. Yeah, yeah. I'm always surprised sometimes by certain shots of that game where it's just like, oh, wow, well, that's yeah. actually quite quite pretty. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing, really. 
It's bizarre. Alias to hell, though, if you're looking at it closely. But I mean, mm. I mean, you can say that Forza, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we've come so far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I'll wrap it up here. And um, yeah, next time. Well, it is a Steam sale right now, but I guess there's another one coming along. So. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a really late autumn sale. Yeah. So. It's like. Black Friday like, Barely leaving themselves any time for the Christmas. Yeah, December isn't autumn. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Anyway. It seemed like it this year. Yeah. Because we hadn't had like any winter weather until like late November. Yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah. been that cold, does it? No. It's only start just started getting frosty occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just hope it doesn't last for ages like last winter. That was ridiculous. It was like fucking April it was freezing. We had snow in April one year, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Cool. Okay. And uh, so thanks for joining us on the sidecast or for the Xbox One unveiling, etc. I'm sure there will be more <laughs> to come on that. Well, it's a bit of a dead zone for ages is the problem. Like the next, In all cases, really. Yeah, next gen stuff came out and now it's like, well, there's nothing interesting for it is, ages. Everything is dead, right? Well, I guess yeah. there's, there is Steam Cell, so we can always be thankful for Steam Yeah, Cell. I mean, there's, we've, we've got indie stuff to catch up on, I guess, exactly. really. There are, there are a few, like, outstanding indie games we should probably play before the end of the year exactly um, so there so we'll get on to those i expect I the biggest game we should have played <laughs> yeah smallest game we should have played yeah <laughs> i guess okay we'll get on to it game okay. we should have played <laughs> okay stand by with the stop button rob because we're ending the podcast <laughs> I got it bye everybody bye so, bye zach you're trying to bait me into not saying it again. Yeah. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Bun, bun, bun.